everybody. Welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. Today's date is March March 12th, 2016. <laughs> I'm your host, Rubbery. What's so funny? Your goddamn phone. I heard that. Your goddamn okay. Phone. <laughs> I was wondering if that made it through. Damn. Hey, pause. It was like, <laughs> hey, I'm Rubbery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> perfect comedic timing. And then you paused a little extra long. You're like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, quick, like, keep talking. <laughs> if I don't say anything, yes. nobody will notice. With me are Jay and Blake. Yeah, I'm coughing. Hey, hey, hey. Mm. Who's spraying, like... Oh, that's, that's Lisa running water. I'm Lisa's eating. doing dishes right now. Uh, is it noticeable? Yes. Uh, Thanks, Lisa. Is it... Can you hear... Because I hear something like... All right, it went away now. Is she still doing yeah, it? Yeah, I muted my mic. Yeah, I hear the. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Keep it muted for it's now. Like someone slowly in. opening a soda can over there, <laughs> like directly into the microphone. <laughs> good, good. It's like twenty feet away. Just That's untwisting a plastic bottle of soda. So far away, it's so funny. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, That's really weird. Uh, my uh, one of my monitors died the other day, so I'm working on a single Sucks. monitor. So if I'm a little bit slower, oh. gathering the intel. Oh, that's rough. That's my excuse. Yeah. I gotta think about killing myself. Uh, I got a new monitor. It's nice. Oh yeah, I gotta flip back and forth between shit now. Okay, what we got? What we got? Um, sorry. Oh yeah, so sorry, sorry that uh we have such a late episode once again. We're two weeks in between for the last. Yeah, we're like a full episode behind right now because of that. Yeah, I was uh I was out of the country for like a week. Easter theme top three top three Easter eggs and games. Okay. That's just a note, but thanks for reading it aloud. Notice how I typed it? It's almost as if I didn't want it said aloud. Robert, <laughs> you were the worst host. Sorry. You, like, you're mid-sentence, and you just drifted and went... I've, no. only, I've only done this twice in like the past two months. I'm getting rusty. So I was So I was out of the country for a little while, just on vacation, and on the way back... In the airport, there is this dude with uh, these sick Donkey Kong PJs. Take a picture. Did you see? Yeah, I took a picture. <laughs> I uh, go to the Class Games Cast Twitter real quick. You'll probably be able to find it faster than I can. And uh, I posted a picture of it. Nice. Uh, on there, it's like the the pants were like uh, it was like a big Donkey Kong level, like the original DK. Like, going all the way up and down the legs of his pants. What the fuck is going on at your house, dude? Oh, my God. She's getting water. <laughs> so, how many glasses is she breaking? Zero. Uh, did y'all see it? Did y'all see it on there? No, I'm trying to look for it. I was trying to, but I had to mute my mic again. So. You go to Twitter.com. You, know you know what our Twitter account is? Yeah. Class Games Cast. Okay, hold on. All one word. Kidding. <laughs> Loading. Loading. Have you seen them, Blake? Um. Oh, those are legit. Those are old I school Donkey Kong. Think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right when I took the picture, like I was I, normally, I would be. I had to like take like a creep shot of the guy's pants, like. Normally, I probably would have been like, oh, hey, dude, those pants are sweet. Can I take a picture? But, like, it was super early. I didn't feel like talking to anybody. So, like, I was, like, five or six feet away. <laughs> excuse me. I was, like, five or six feet away from him. 
and uh, just like pretend I was doing something on my phone, took a picture, and it goes quick, like <laughs> really loud for the camera. God, thing. you're like a fucking creeper, dude. Yeah, I really was. So I had to like point it at the ground, and like I pretended like I was messing with it, and like wasn't working right. I was like, "What's wrong with this thing?" Dude, you better hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> report you. Gonna murder you. That too. Yeah. So, uh, so those were pretty cool. Uh, what we got? What else we got here? Okay, okay, I got a question for you. First of all, how how, how are you guys doing? It's been it's been a while. Good. You guys doing all right? You, you had a good last couple weeks since we talked last. Yeah. Yeah, just gonna be sick. That doesn't sound very convincing. <laughs> Sorry, no, I just gotta be sick. It's just I'm still fucking. Ugh. I don't know about you guys, but everybody here got really sick like for an extended period of time. <clears throat> I caught like a minor stomach bug like the day I got back. Uh, uh, I've had a head cold for like nine months <clears throat> yeah, straight. Yeah, that's more so. what I'm talking about. Oh, dude, yeah, I had actually had one like two weeks ago. It was ridiculous. Like I, I went to bed perfectly fine and woke up like just yep. feeling terrible one, one day. Yeah, that's what I was. I was sick for like eight days, dude. It was so brutal. I'm just starting to like feel good. Like, I went to the gym for the first time in, like, ten days today. <clears throat> Did you get ripped? you get back to your ripped self? Yeah. Yeah, one one sesh. Just fucking came <laughs> out swole as can be. Nice. Okay, I got a question for you. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Nintendo, the Nintendo 64 controller, alright? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, how do they make such a outlandish controller that actually works so well? After the, after the Super Nintendo, that's what's so funny, because I think it was, like, a figure eight shape. The Super Nintendo controller? Uh, I mean, I know what the Super Nintendo controller looks like. I I would call it a figure eight. Well, it's got two round handles. Anyways, regardless, after doing that, they they did that fucking 64 controller, which was nuts. It was crazy. And so I want to I want to know how how did you hold the Nintendo 64 controller? I was just thinking about this. Um, I think I held the middle bit. Yeah, with with one hand and then your other hand on the far right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I held, I, was, I, I always held the far edges on both hands. Really? Like yeah, a steering like, wheel? Yeah, pretty much I like reached my thumb all the way across to do the joystick. Jeez. Yeah, I wondered if at first if I did that and it does not sound familiar. Yeah, how would you hit the Z key? Or the Z button? You With your right hand. Oh, Jesus, that sounds awful. Man, that's right awful for, but yeah. Right hand, right hand, middle finger. Your middle finger can reach across. I mean, nowadays, I could maybe pull that off. It would still be really uncomfortable and awkward, especially in games where you have to hit the Z key a lot. But, like, especially back then, my hands were probably half as big as they are now. And you were a little bitch, too. Don't forget that. <clears throat> yeah, I learned it from you. I know. All right. Maybe don't you hurt. Sure. <laughs> maybe don't hurt me. Don't hurt I think me. Most, I think most of my friends did it the way y'all did it also. Like, I didn't notice... Anybody else held it the other way? Like I never even thought about holding it in the middle really until like I noticed one of my friends doing it one day and I tried it and like you know of course after doing it that way for so long it like I couldn't do it by holding it in the middle. But I was just I knew people uh, that did the way you're talking about, but what was funny is most of them were girls and people who didn't use the system much. It was like the <laughs> really? first time, yeah, like the first time they would grab it, they would they would, they would instantly do the the steering wheel kind of grip on it, and then from Dude, from then on they would use it like that. When I first started. When I very when I first started playing video games, you know, just on a regular NES, I used to hold like uh, I would hold it on the left side, you know, normally with your thumb on the D-pad, but on the right side, I'd hold it like gripping it uh, from the bottom with my thumb. Okay, so you were kind had, of in between. And I had two fingers coming up, and one like my index finger on the B button and my middle finger on the A button. That is ridiculous. And then is, when when oh my God. 
And then when Sega Genesis came out, I did the exact same thing except with three fingers on ABC. Really? Yeah. How did you hold the Super Nintendo controller? Because like in my mind, I think by, of by the that Sega point, kind of similar to that. By that point, I had switched to the normal okay. style. Okay. It makes more sense with that, but still not by much. Definitely, oh, it yeah. definitely wasn't ideal. Like once I kind of figured that out, like you know, of course, you know, I was pretty young when I first started playing, but then like once I figured that, I was like, oh, this is actually a lot more comfortable to hold it this way. I thought it was like better that I could have like one finger on each individual button so I could push them like so much faster, but it didn't really work that way. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to news, do y'all have anything else to, to talk about before we before we move on to the to our in between this and news segment that I got for now? Oh. Well, I guess on the subject of controllers, I mean, I used the uh, Super Nintendo controller, obviously, a ton when I was growing up, but I don't know if I could go back and use that now. What about you guys? Yeah, no. My hands get way too big. Yeah, that's my worry, too. I use it. I I, I play on my Super Nintendo a lot, and I use the regular controllers. Really? Hmm. I just have an Xbox USB that I use for all the systems, to be honest. I like it. I like it. I like that it's small and compact. Uh, and it's like really easy access to all the buttons. I feel like I feel like, like I actually feel like the Super Nintendo controller is one of like my favorite ones. Like it's got just enough buttons. It's got like it you know leaps above Genesis and Nintendo, but it hasn't gotten like ridiculous like like I feel like like the Xbox controllers I feel like right now are sort of ridiculous. Like all the different weird ass buttons that they have. Really. You know what, on that yeah. same subject, I'm actually, I'm sort of the same way, because nowadays you're expected to use the triggers in the back, and <laughs> because of how much my hands adapted to the Super Nintendo controller, I can't do the claw grip with two fingers on top. Oh, I can't either. I, my hands refuse to ever stay like that, which is one of the reasons that I cannot get as good as I want to be at fighting games on a controller. Because I can't keep my fingers up there for the quick reaction. So I've got, um, when I'm holding the controller, I've just got my pointer fingers on the bumpers. And then if I need to hit the triggers, I have to slide my fingers back to yeah, press. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't do put too. one on each. I, because I, I think that's what you're supposed to do. Is, I get the, uh, have I get the sense each. that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's yeah. kind of how it's designed. But, like, I can't control, like, I can't yeah. get a good grip on the controller doing it that way. Yeah, it's, I can't get a good grip, and my muscle memory just refuses to change now. Yeah, yeah. I've tried it a few times, and uh, I just totally forget about it entirely. <laughs> it's, uh... My, uh, uh, one of my friends, when we used to play GoldenEye, okay. so on the, on the Nintendo 64 controller, you know, that, so GoldenEye was back when, uh... I believe it was so you definitely didn't use like free look like up down left right. Uh that was back when like a lot of games still I'm trying to remember if it even strafed by default or if like tur- like pressing to the left actually turned to the left. Um uh do you remember? I don't know if I remember. Actually. Yeah. I think it but, strafed maybe. But know. anyway, like one of my friends had set up his controller to uh, he used like a custom configuration for his controls where he would use the joystick purely just to move around. And then he used the yellow camera buttons yeah. to, to aim up and down and left and right. Jeez. And like, <laughs> and he was like, like a mouse keyboard. Combo. Yeah, it kind of is like in theory, it's kind of like, it was, it's, just, it's like having, it's the same idea as having dual joysticks, which, yeah. is, which, which I, which, you know, which works. Uh, but like, 
getting used to that on a Nintendo 64 controller was just basically implausible. Like, in theory, it was a good idea, and he, we would always make fun of him for it. He'd be like, no, like, I can jump, I can get in a room and, like, look around instantly to see what's going on without having to turn and stuff. And so, but, like, inevitably, every single time you, you like, ran up to him in a game, <laughs> instead of shooting, his guy would just sit there and, like, spin it, like, look up and down and side to side while you just sat there and, like, like destroyed him with a machine gun every single time. Like, he, ne- like he never actually got used to his own controller configuration. I never found the, the C buttons to be, like, reactive enough to do something like that. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like they were not, like... I don't know, I, I just... I like... never. I always wanted to be able to do that with the controller for that game, and I hated, like, walking into a room and having to shift my entire hand, like, both of my hands, yeah. just to be able to look around really quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever used the the camera control buttons for anything useful, really. Like, I just don't really remember using them much. Yeah, except for Zelda. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, in Zelda. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? Isn't that, like, it was the item. weapons and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Item yeah. key buttons, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I always wanted to try and use the yellow buttons in, uh, in Super Mario 64, but the camera's even worse in that game. I respect people uh, that can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I th- I feel like for like Ocarina of Time, where you got it to like uh, change out your items and stuff, that's that's actually pretty good use for those buttons because it's not something that you have to have like twitch reflex for, like jump up there real fast and hit the right button. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know whenever you because you're not going to be changing out items like that crazy and like while you're fighting anyway, so it's like more for downtime. Yeah. Like, usually you access. went into a dungeon, you'd equip three items and then just kind of go to the dungeon with those three. Swap out a couple yeah. things here and there. Yeah. Okay, oh, I was just curious about the. I was just randomly thinking about the Nintendo 64 thing, but uh, before we go on to news, I've been talking about trying this for like two or three episodes now, Uh-oh. and this time now I'm going to do it live on the air. Oh, are you about to identify something else other than? Oh no, I'm about to try pickles and mayonnaise. What? Oh no! You got to turn your webcam. I don't have my my monitor that died. It was the one that had the webcam like built in. A built-in webcam? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty Whoa. old. Yeah, I was gonna say that has to be an older. Yeah, it was like ten years old. That was the creepy one that zoomed in oh, all the time geez. on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this cam- this webcam like like randomly does dramatic zoom ins and out when I'm using it to talk on Skype. Oh, it zooms uh, in like he'll be mid sentence. It'll zoom in his teeth. Just gotta <laughs> sit there. That's absolutely frightening. And it was really funny because, like, if he was emphasizing something, it was kind of like, you know, like a comic book or something just zooming in on him. Yeah, and I could see it, like, in my own little screen. It was act- it was legitimately hilarious. But so we got uh, this guy who wrote in, like, a few like a, like a month or two back. And I don't even remember what the context was, but he mentioned how he likes to eat pickles. Yeah, I do remember this. Snack. And then, like, Jay, you said, like, later that night – one of your friends randomly was like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some pickles and mayonnaise. Like, and that was like, had been the first time yeah. we'd ever heard of this. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Where I actually, I had something that, that was from, I had fucking gumbo tonight. You know, some form of gumbo. For What's dinner with gumbo? What's I've never had it for. It's not something that's very prevalent here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not a huge gumbo fan, but, I, but it's fine. It's good. It's all right. It's not weird or anything. No, it was just but really pickles nice. and ma- nothing like pickles and mayonnaise. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the justice of at least giving it a try now. So I've got my pickles. I got a little bit of mayonnaise here. Oh, you're there then. You got everything you need. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I got my pickles. Got my mayonnaise. All right, you're ready. <laughs> here we go. I don't know. How, I don't know like what the typical pickle to mayonnaise ratio is. 
spray a little bit too much. I, zero. I feel like your stomach is going to say zero. I feel like your zero. stomach is going to fucking hate you for this, just so you know. I think so, too. And this is probably the worst condition because, like, I don't really feel hungry right now. So, like, that's the worst time to try something that doesn't sound good is, like, when you don't really want to eat anyway. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes but, when you're hungry, so, you just whatever. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. On the count of three. One, two, three. Since Robert's nope. doing crazy things, I think I'm gonna drink some water. Up this guy. <clears throat> it was pretty much as gross as I expected. Yeah, it, it does not. Sound... <laughs> like... I'm glad that you muted the mic so that you could throw up without us listening to it. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was kind of yeah. That was you have the weirdest oh my... taste in your mouth. Yeah, well, I've got. A, I I went ahead and grabbed a beer ahead of time just just for this occasion. You know what's funny is that. The, the pickle aspect of it isn't what grosses me out. It's the pickle juice mixed with mayonnaise. That thought makes my stomach curl. That, that, that kind of is part of it. I think it's mostly like for, I, I think that's part of it for me, but mostly for me, it's, uh, it was well, two things I'd say mostly. Uh, one is using mayonnaise as a dip. Yeah. Like what? And, and then like pickles are kind of slimy and mayonnaise is slimy. So it's just like, two slimy things combined together is not a good combination. You got to have something out there, like even it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need Yeah, like no, absolutely. Friction. I'm not a big fan of a mayonnaise regardless, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I got Yeah. I was kind of expecting it to be like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like once I finally try it, cause apparently it's pretty popular in some places, but damn, that's weird. Let's talk about news. Cool. <laughs> that transition though. Let's talk about news. Best segue. So some dude found uh, some secret hidden menus in uh, the Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 arcade machines after, I don't know, however many years those have been out. Apparently nobody really knew about them besides the developers until now. If you hit some certain combination of, like, I think it's the block buttons uh, at the menu, at the, like, the main menu, it takes you to this, like, Secret hidden menu, and it's mostly got, like, lots of testing stuff. Like, it's got, like, uh, like testing, like, one thing that'll just kind of do a diagnostic test on the whole game, make sure it's working. You can run individual tests on, like, the motherboard and things like that. Uh, then it's got, like, really random things where you can just put your initials into the high score. It's got a hello menu where it just says, like, hello to, it says, like, hello, and then it's got, like, a list of names that it's saying, like, of people that it's saying hello to. And then, uh, you can also view all of the character endings. Oh, that's interesting. So it's not, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like nothing really crazy, like, nothing super cool, but it's kind of, it's, like you said, it's mostly just like sort of interesting that this exists. So there's no nudes of the characters. Yeah, no nudes, unfortunately. Uh, uh, YouTube account, your MK arcade source is where you can find this video. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's kind of cool. Diablo 2. Got yeah. update. How, old, how old is his Diablo 2? Uh, I know that the last 14, pass they did was five years ago. Years? <clears throat> Checking right now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Diablo 2. You know, 2000? actually, I think someone was saying, I think someone in my chat the other day was saying 2000. it came out even before. T- yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, that, that, that's insane, though. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, it got an update purely to to run better on, like, modern operating systems. It sounds like especially... OS X uh, was a big one where, like, uh, it, like, 
basically wouldn't run on modern versions of uh, of Mac OS X. And this was the apparently this was the thing that remember like six months ago or something like that. Blizzard put out a thing. They were like asking. They were like looking to hire people. And and the description said something like to make uh like to to I don't know. Yeah, people were assuming it was Warcraft Four. I remember this. Yeah, people thought they were like remaking Warcraft or something like that. But anyway, yeah. this is what it probably this is what it seems to have been. So it's just kind of cool that Diablo Two, after so many years, still is being updated, just so that it'll run on modern systems. I, what's crazy to me is I've actually been on the OG Battle.net like in the last couple of years, and it's just so insane to think that that is still active. I remember oh, dude, junior high and high school logging on every day and playing games. Like it's still active. It's still active and completely overrun <laughs> with spam bots. Yeah, it is. But you can just join a channel. Remember, you can make any channel. Yeah, you can just make any. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Super Russian Roulette. Have you guys heard about this? No. There's a Kickstarter for it. Uh, check it out. It's uh, it's got nine days to go, and they have uh, they have reached their goal already. Super Russian Roulette is a Nintendo, an, an NES game that, wow. I don't know the name of the people who are making it. It looks like the main guy in charge of the project is Andrew Reitano, Reitano, something like that. And, uh, Ritano, who knows. So Super Russian Roulette is a, uh, NES game. You use the, uh, the gun. What's the gun called? The light gun. Yeah. And the the premise of the game is you're like at a saloon and then you play it with, it's like, it's supposed to be like a party game and you're playing Russian roulette. So this, this like cowboy guy that's talking to you, like spins the thing, I guess, and hands you the gun. Or I don't know if like you're, it's assumed that you're, that you're putting the bullets in yourself or whatever, but then you like take turns, put uh handing, passing the gun around and then pulling the trigger and whoever obviously pulls it when it's supposed to spoil it. <laughs> loses. Uh, just ruined like, the whole story for me, man. Why would I even? <laughs> I had no that? idea what, we were, what, what this was going to be about with the title like that. Like it just doesn't even. Doesn't, I don't. Yeah, you don't know. You never know. Uh, you could also do like weird things, like on the like on the trailer for the game. It shows the people playing it, like the the cowboy that's talking to you, like has this little teddy bear sitting next to him, and you, if it's loaded on your turn and you point it at the teddy bear and shoot it, it'll actually like shoot the teddy bear, and the cowboy gets all angry that you shot his teddy bear. So, uh, <laughs> so it's pretty weird. It's 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 a cool idea for a novelty game. Uh, obviously, the gameplay, as you can tell, is somewhat limited because all you do is pass the gun around and pull a trigger. But it's still kind of like a cool, neat, funny novelty game. It sounds like. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, they are their their Kickstarter has nine days to go. Their goal was twenty thousand dollars, and they've received sixty four thousand dollars. What? 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 Okay, let's be honest here. What could the stretch goals be for that? You know what I mean? For 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 three times the original requested amount. I Bigger don't... gun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. Oh, stretch yeah. goals. Okay. There's okay. There. Uh, it looks like there's one stretch goal. There are a few more that they haven't reached that just have question marks. But let's see. Sixty thousand dollars stretch goal taunt contest. I've, rever- I've reserved 16 one-second samples for backer-created taunts and nicknames. When the Kickstarter ends, I'll send a survey and we'll pick our favorites. Cowboy Rob will record the insults, and they'll be included in every copy of the game. Winners will also be featured in the game's credit screens next to their taunt. 
Just a reminder, all of the, the existing dialogue is PG. None of it is truly mean-spirited unless you shoot his teddy bear. Any submissions will any submissions not within the spirit of the game will be disqualified. Uh, so, uh, some, so here are, so here are some of the existing taunts that are already in the game that he gives as examples to kind of like try to follow along with. Here, here are some of the taunts. Teeter totter. Wacky taffy. Old rattlesnake. What? Pumpkin butt. There you go. That is, uh, uh if I was going to taunt somebody, that's <laughs> not what I would choose. I'm going to, I'm going to say that. That's all I'm going to say here. Shut up, pumpkin butt. It's in your teeter. Got right? him! <laughs> that is, uh, is some kind of special Robert. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. Holy shit, there's a holster? Hold on. Limited edition. Let's see. It looks like one of the one of the uh, levels gets you a leather holster that you can put the game in. <laughs> it's like oh a, my god! It's like it like looks just like one of those old uh, Nintendo dust covers, but it's leather and it can clip onto your belt. I um I, I have a, this sneaky suspicion that this game, the guy who's making this game, has a, a pretty big following. It's kind of based on what you're saying right now. Is that incorrect? I don't really know anything about the guy. Okay, I'm just curious. It seems it seems like one of those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think he's really like well known for anything else. Okay. Um. So there you go. Super Russian Roulette coming out to NES at a retail store near you. Don't That's say that. That's not true. No, it's not true. <laughs> November 2016 is when the game is supposed. To, yeah, is when the game is supposed to come out. Kind of interesting. Um, speaking of Kickstarter, Overload, which we talked about last time, it's a follow-up to the old Descent games made by the original creators of Descent. Uh, that wa- that Kickstarter was successful. Just barely. Where'd it go? Here it is. They Their goal was $300,000. They raised 306000 So that'll be being made, uh, theoretically. Is anybody excited it's, about this? It's supposedly, it's being made. Yeah, supposedly it's being made. We're getting jaded, Blake. <laughs> oh, you met the money? That doesn't mean you're going to make the game. <laughs> uh, estimated delivery March 2017, so a year. One year exactly. Oh, they actually have an ETA. Okay. Well, all of them all of them have an estimated, yeah. they all. Oh, do they? Okay. Uh, Disgaea came out on Steam. Disgaea is an old uh, PS2 strategy RPG. And it's out on Steam now. Supposedly it had a lot of problems when it, uh, when it first came out. But what I hear is that they've been patching it. And so hopefully a lot of those are gone. That's I know cool. Blake. I didn't even said, hear about the issues. Do you know what they were? No, I, I think it was like, I, I, I could be wrong. Uh, I'll see if I can find something about it real quick. But uh, I think it was, like, performance stuff. Can you be more specific? Like it wasn't running well. Okay, there you go. 
which is weird considering it's just an old game from the PS2 era. Let's see. Uh, okay, so this is from Rock, Paper, Shotgun. This is a quote from the article. While the game runs dandy for some, others, including folks with some monstrously powerful PCs, are reporting awful performance and other problems. Ouch. Um, let's see. Check out the Steam player reviews and you'll see complaining about crashes, lost saves, and getting awful performance on mega powerful PCs. You'll also see plenty of people happy with the game and how it's running. So, just kind of weird port issues, it sounds like. I actually bought this game, uh, for PS2, or I got it for my birthday for PS2. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, though. I know, Blake, I know you, you said you played this game. Jay, did you ever play it? No, I was actually just looking into it. Okay. I'm always down to look at new RTSs. I'm, I'm, uh, I remember like, when RTS. it came... Oh, these said RTS. No, no strategy, strategy RPG. strategy RPG. Okay. My apologies. I remember when this game came out. So, like, oh, that's... Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I was like, when this game first came out, I was in college, I was like, that sounds really cool. I'm not really sure. I was like, kind of on the fence about it for a while, and then I just never ended up checking it out. But uh, hopefully I'll play it soon. And you'll hear about it on this podcast. <laughs> you'll hear about it here first. Stop it, Robert. Day of the Tentacle Remastered, which is a... Uh, Point, LucasArts point-and-click game. One of their more famous ones, and honestly one of their best ones. Uh, that's been a, That was announced a while back, but now it has a release date. It's coming out on March 22nd. Ten days until we get to play Day of the Tentacle once again. What's this wee business? Hey! The proverbial. Come on, dude. <laughs> wow! You <laughs> sounded, sounded genuinely offended. Yeah, he sounded genuinely <laughs> very upset. Proverbial, dude. Come on. Come on. Don't put me on blast like that. Like a little brother from a Christmas story. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much play it as soon as it's out. So I I don't know, but I guess this won't be let's see, the next next episode, yeah, I probably won't have it ready won't have it finished by our next episode, but uh but the one after that I should have it. You'll hear about it here first. Stop it. Finally, uh, Super Nintendo games are coming to the new 3DS now. It doesn't That's coming. Uh, wait, what? now, was this uh, the new 3DS or the new 3DS and eShop for the Wii? As in, I, uh, I don't know. I, th- I, I believe... thought it was both, but I might, have not, I might just be misremembering. I know it's not for any other 3DS or yeah. DS, besides the new 3DS. All I've heard is that it's coming to the new 3DS. Okay. Um, in fact, the in fact the first batch of them came out uh, earlier this month on the 3rd. Super Mario World, F-Zero, and Pilot Wings. And I checked it out. They're selling for 8 bucks each, which that's a pretty good deal. March 24th. These are uh, U.S. release dates, by the way. The uh, U.K. and Europe release dates are a little bit different. March 24th, we got Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario Kart, and Earthbound. That's pretty sick. And April 14th, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, and Donkey Kong Country 2. Now that I think about it, um, I'm pretty sure that a few of those, maybe even all of them, or at least maybe most of them, are actually available on the Wii U already. Because I know Earthbound is on there. Uh, oh, yeah. 
fairly certain that Link to the Past is on there. So this is basically porting them from the Wii U over to the new 3DS, which is pretty cool still. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And that's all I've got for news. Anything else that I'm missing? What are you more excited about, Disgaea or uh, Day of the Tentacle? Uh, neither, but I guess if I could pick, I'd say Disgaea. Come on, come on, come on. Oh. <laughs> because it means uh, more RPGs on the PC, more uh, JRPGs on the PC, more exposure for them, more chances of those JRPGs being ported to PC and being developed for PC in the future, and that's always a good thing. Okay. At least for lazy people like me that don't like to buy or have the newer consoles, even though <laughs> yes, I have a Wii U and a PS4. Yeah, you got almost all of them, dude. Yeah, I'm. I don't want the Xbox One. I mean, I was thinking about grabbing one since I can technically write it off as like a business expense. If yeah, I you can. It and shit, but it's like I just don't care. I don't want one. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. That's uh. What made you make the jump for the PS4? Um, it was primarily the fact that Nier's sequel, Nier Automata, is going to be on... It's a PS4 exclusive. Don't you love it? That's your motivation for doing it? Ugh. <laughs> I'm getting so tired of that concept. Yeah. Well, well Bonus um, shit from GameStop. It's exclusive titles. Well, <laughs> luckily, it's not just bonus shit, but it's the actual yeah. game itself. Um. And then I, I feel like there's a couple other games on there that I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Those uh, I'd like to have those. Oh, it's got uh, Bloodborne was the big Final one. Final Fantasy VII. Oh, what? Oh, that's right. <laughs> and Final Fantasy VII is going to be on PS4. So, yeah, there's quite a few games coming to it that it's like, well, all right, I guess that's enough reason. But honestly, uh, the only motivation I needed was Nier Automata. Isn't Final Fantasy VII coming out on PC, too? I think so, but I don't know if it'll be at the same time or what okay. the plan for okay. that is. Same as Final Fantasy XV. Uh, the main reason I wanted one of the big two current-gen consoles, PS4 or Xbox One, was to be able to play, guaranteed be able to play Final Fantasy XV on release. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Quick. Um, okay. Hey, wait, real quick. I just wanted to... Uh, say this one thing. <laughs> what are you, Antonio? <laughs> what is it? That sounded like a little keychain Ryu or something. That is literally exactly what it is. Holy shit. <laughs> Where'd you get that? That was weird. That sounds yeah. like the 2001 re-release <laughs> of the 1995 Ryu Hadouken keychain, which was only printed in Japan. Is that what that was? Matter are you of my window? Shit. It was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Did you just get that? Um, I got it a few weeks ago from a friend, and I finally opened it today. That's pretty killer. Yeah, it was cool. Sounds like you care a lot. Made me think of you. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about games. Who wants to talk right. about their games? Not me. Uh, I just took cough medicine, so let me go now. Before I start coughing again. <laughs> Good call. I, I just got over being sick, so I'm like, I'm really doing with it. I keep muting my mic, but I just took cough medicine. It's actually working, so. Yeah. Alright. So, how are things, guys? <laughs> Good. How about you? I'm finishing a, I'm finishing a gummy bear. Alright. There we go. So, yep, I'm gonna cough. Alright, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a struggle, Robert. 
I think you have to do some fine editing here. You have to edit everything together. I think I'm already going to have to. Mm. So for this week, um, um, after Blake talked about Sonic the Hedgehog, it made me really want to play platformer. So I decided to play Sonic the Hedgehog, being as creative <laughs> as I am, and unique and original. So uh, for and my God, I, I I cannot believe how good the freaking sound effects and music are in this game. Like it, it is just I, I enjoy the crap out of it, just specifically for that. So Sonic the Hedgehog came up for a second they Genesis. Did a good job with the sound stuff. It's so good. Like I, I just I you know like when you think of old games and you think of sound effects, and then you go back and play it, and it's like hey, it really usually on for the most part it doesn't hold up. You're like, oh, wow, I really exaggerated the quality. For this, <laughs> I was way under yeah, the bar. Yeah. Like, there's just, wow. there's no way I was even close. So, again, it's uh, Sega Genesis 1991, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the very first one. And I had a blast with this. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was really fun. Uh, I think the, the different worlds you go through uh, have enough variance in them that makes it exciting to see what the next levels or the next world's going to be like. Obviously, there's a lot of similarities. But, uh, so this game's a 2D platformer. Um, obviously Sonic the Hedgehog is the main character and the objective is to get through each stage as efficiently as possible and you can collect rings, if you get 100 rings you get an extra life, if you get hit, all of your rings fly out of your character and you can only res- get so many back, Blake, do you know if there's actually like a set number that you can get back? Um, or... not I off the top of my just... head, if I had to guess I would say, god in the first game I feel like the cap was way higher than later on, but I might be wrong there. I think it was something like 30. Like, if you had, like, 100, I think you could only get, like, I think 30 is the most you yeah, can get back. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. That sounds about right. Because there are That's certain ones you cannot get. Yeah. Um, so the game, again, the music was fantastic. Uh, each world has its own unique tracks, and the sound effects uh, transfer over for the most part. Uh, what is your favorite zone music? Oh, God, I'd have to look at a list of them. Uh, I don't know. Um, what about you, Robert? I I can't remember any music. Right, so the first world is the spring zone. It's like the green foresty looking stuff. The second one is the uh, uh what's it's not called emerald. It's the one with uh has like the no, first zone is uh uh green hill zone. Green hills. Yeah. Um and then I think it's spring yard. No, spring yard third. Second one is the lava one with the poop lava that falls down with all the oh yeah the yeah dark purple bricks and stuff. So me personally, it was the water world. The music there is great. It just fits. The, it just fits. It's so great, and it, it really engrosses you in the scenery. And it's just so funny because, you know, this is obviously a really old game. The graphics are not exceptional by any means, but the music really pulls you in. Spring Zone's great. It's very uppity. It's, yeah, if uh, I had to pick, I would probably go Green Hill Zone is the one that immediately pops into mind. And then as, like, a runner-up, Spring Yard Zone is so funky. It's yeah, super catchy. It fits perfectly for that for that scenery, too. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I got to the boss in the water world. That was the, the level I got to. Um, I was trying to get as many of the emeralds as I got, as I could. I got three of them leading up to, I think that's the third to last world. There's two more after that. And I got to the boss a couple times and I just kind of got frustrated with it and I stopped playing. Well, partially because I got frustrated. Also, because I got terrified. And Blake, why did I get terrified? <laughs> Lisa keeps mocking me with it now. <laughs> So, <laughs> the water world in this game is horrifying. So, Sonic, when you go underwater, he starts breathing bubbles, and you need to find more air, or you need to get out of the water. And there's certain uh, certain parts where you really can't get out of the water, so you have to make sure to uh, grab a bubble and then proceed through the rest of the level as far as you can. But this horrifying music starts playing when, you're car- when you start running out of breath, and it starts counting down from five. And it is the longest 
six seconds, really, because zero as well, of my entire life. It is horrifying. I had so many close encounters, and I was just freaking out. And after I did it a couple times, I got to the boss, died a few times, I was like, I'm done. I, I cannot handle drowning anymore in this game. It is this is the kind of stuff that I imagine people went to therapy for. Like, that is how how just scarring this sound effect is. Was uh, Didn't somebody have that as, uh, the, as their alarm clock? Isn't that what I oh, saw? Somebody, somebody, somebody sent us an email one time and said that they had that for their alarm clock. Can you imagine waking up? Like, you, you, you no. really cause yourself, like, just heart attacks and then just... Yeah. Like waking oh. up with the worst anxiety attack. Why do I feel so stressed <laughs> out? But, uh, so, so, so yeah, the basic concept of the game, obviously it's a platformer. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, you can turn to a ball and using, um, uh, what do you call it, ramps, etc., you can gain speed and, and go through the levels very quickly. There are a lot of secrets, and that was actually one of the things I enjoyed doing. The first time I played through, I just cruised through the first world. Didn't even look at it at all. I probably had like 15 coins at the end of each, uh, or 15 rings at the end of each level. And uh, if you get, how, how many coins do you need to get to proc the Emerald World, or the Emerald? I think it's uh oh god in the first one I want to say it's 100 by the end of the stage. Okay. I got them accidentally. So I just kind of did yeah. it as I as I did them. But uh so there's a ton of rings level. It's not super hard to get 100 rings in a single level for the first part or for the most part. So, so specifically in the first world it's just there's coins or rings everywhere and it's just so easy. There's tons of secrets um in every, almost, like half the trees in that first uh, zone, the first three levels have something in them, either superpower, like the star. What do they call it in that? Do you know what it's called, the superstar thing? Uh, I, just I don't know if it actually has a name. Invincibility. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So there's an invincibility mechanic, and similar to Super Mario Brothers, the music changes entirely uh, for the duration of it. The one thing that I was really annoyed with that mechanic is it is really hard to tell when it's coming to an end. The music continues to go for like two seconds after it ends. So I kept getting killed because of it. And... Uh, so the the, uh, the those are all kind of good aspects of the game. Music's great, playstyle's pretty good. Um, the controller reacts very well. The game reacts very well. Issues with the game: the frame rate when you have a shit ton of coins is unbelievable. So you have a hundred coins, your character gets hit, all the coins burst out of you, or the, the rings. But it's not all of them. I think it's I would imagine it's probably capped at thirty or fifty. Is kind of what we were talking about, and. When this happens, the game can't handle that many sprites on the screen. So what does it do? The frame rate goes to zero. It it, it just put puts its way until some of the coins start, the rings start bouncing off the screen, or they start dissipating after a couple seconds, and it is just awful. Do you remember having this issue at all? I remember a little bit of the slowdown, but I wasn't too bothered by it either. Okay. It didn't cause me to die because after you get hit uh, and all your rings fly out for a couple seconds, you're invincible. Which is nice, because, you know, obviously it gives you time to react and, and collect coins. Um, it is really easy to exploit the ring system, too. Specifically on bosses, if you have, like, five coins going into it, or five rings going into it, you get hit, all the rings bounce out of you, it is really easy to retain one or two of them. And you can't die unless you get hit with zero rings. Or you fall. Obviously, there's, like, very, you can't not die, but there's very few mechanics that can actually kill you if you have rings. And that was that was kind of nice. I mean, obviously that's the whole the, the whole back idea of the game is you know as long as you have a ring, you really can't die because every time you get hit, it just bounces out and you can pick it back up. Um, the level design, great. There's a lot of cool secrets. Playing through levels multiple times, there are I, I almost feel like there's different paths to some of the levels because you can go to the lower portion of the map, you can go to the upper portion of the map. There's um, a lot of bounce boards that allow you access to different aspects or to, to different areas and hidden areas. 
And uh, my favorite thing, Blake, is when you get to a secret and it kills you. Specifically in Spring Springyard, when you're trying to get into those little pocket corners and the platforms are alternating up and down, and you mistime it and you get squished. And you're like, you're in a secret area. Oh, uh, yeah. I was, like, uh, I was like, this is so funny. Like, who would have thought of this? Like, you found a secret you get punished and you get killed. Getting squished is probably the cause of about half of my deaths in that game. Yeah, if you play too greedy. I do the same thing. Like, I'm too greedy to a point where I get killed. And it's yeah. just funny. But, yeah, I mean, overall the game is great. It's, it's really fun. Um, I may actually play the second one because I specifically remember getting stuck in the second one. This one I have beaten. I realized that once I got to a certain aspect or a certain point of the game, that I did play through it and, and beat it. So I may just move on to the next one without finishing it. Sp- obviously, for the reasons of the water level, I can't I can't put my my psyche through that again. But yeah, it was a, it was a really fun game. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice break from from playing RPGs to go to a platform or something I could just jump into for you know 30 minutes and, and feel good about it. Whereas an RPG, when I sit down, it's like okay, I know I'm gonna have to play this for. For like three minutes. hours at least. Yeah. Just just to get a little bit further into it. What's your favorite yeah. Sonic fan fiction? Oh, Blake the Hedgehog, for sure. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd have to agree with uh, like going from an RPG to a platformer and platformer to RPG, because for me, those are, those are just the two essential genres, I guess. Yeah, especially for, for you know, kind of the limitations of older that games. That era, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, there is a Robert. Look at what Sonic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> is that you, Blake? Uh... There, there's a dude. I just found a Sonic uh, fan fiction wiki. Oh yeah, dude. I'm have you not ever... even kind of surprised. There are four chan <laughs> threads where people just post all these kids that are just obs- like I just love it because it's like, have you have you read some of the, these these people's explanations of what their character is it, it's just so funny yeah, i love it it's like shy honorable respectful <laughs> cons kind of shy a, a, a social doesn't like large crowds doesn't like fallout boy i love those ones when they name very specific things like that it's so funny <laughs> God. the best ones are when it's like hates monica's parents oh yeah oh yeah it's like something like so like just so nobody else would understand it's like, what are you? Look, who the fuck is Monica? Uh, Monica is me. I'm the artist. Duh. I found. Uh, so here's Blake the Hedgehog on Sonic Fan Chara. It's for fan character. Blakewikia.wikia.com. Uh, this is for Blake the Hedgehog on the wiki. Appearance. Blake wears a purple sleeveless sweater with blue shorts and pockets on the back, along with red sneakers with white laces and black soles. I'm going to go. His face. Is also a pair of blue glasses. Hair color, black. Hair style, short and slightly messy bangs. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you there? Okay, are you sorry, I DC'd. Yeah, my internet just went out. Is, Blake, are you still here or by choice or? Blake's, Blake's going. Oh, did it, it wasn't just me? Blake said he was going to leave. I don't know if he, if he just joking. Wait, why? If he got. Because I was talking, because I was reading the, did you hear the stuff I was reading? The Blake Day? No. <laughs> oh, shit. I heard sleeveless purple shirt, I think, and that was the last thing I heard. Alright, let's wait for him to come. Oh, fucking Skype, dude. Fuck you. Okay. Were you actually listening that whole time? Don't make me leave. Alright, wait, hold on, just one more thing, or a couple more things. Hold Click! On. 
He like all right, hey Jay, uh, Jay. He's got short and slightly messy bangs for his hairstyle. He likes pancakes. I'm just I'm not gonna read all this. A sexual preference. Blake is straight and is sure of it. <laughs> Nobody's questioning his sexuality. Oh my god. <laughs> so video games. How about them, huh? What was the last game I talked about on here? Because I'm pretty sure I know. Wasn't it Sonic? I think it was Sonic 3. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what made me think of it. That's um, why when I was listening to you talk about it, I was like, I want to play Sonic. He doesn't like I tomatoes. I don't remember everything I've played since. <laughs> Hold on, listen, I think I'm, there, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to like kick mute Robert here for myself. Uh, he doesn't like headaches or I think split the ends. only thing I've played since then... Blake's man. father is a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, poor Blake. Oh, poor, poor Christ. Blake. Oh god. <sighs> Go ahead. So, uh, I played Secret of Mana. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Man, I respect you. We, we traded yeah. games, do you realize that? Did we? Did you play Secret I played of Mana? Secret of Mana like, <laughs> I think you did, yeah, that's right. And then I was like, yeah. oh man, that's like the next game I'm going to play. How about that? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's because funny. right now for my channel, I'm doing a Super Nintendo Secret Series playthrough. So uh, I finished up Secret of Mana, and right now I'm playing Seiken Densetsu 3, which is Secret of Mana 2, for those that don't know. Uh, uh, Secret of Mana in Japan was called Seiken Densetsu 2, and Seiken Densetsu 1 was actually ported over here as uh, Final Fantasy Adventure. And in Japan, it was called Seiken Densetsu Final Fantasy Adventure. Stop it! You're doing the voice. I will do, I will not stop it. I cannot. I have to do the voice. It's in my damn DNA. Uh,. So we got Secret of Mana 1, or 0, I guess, but it wasn't called that here. And then we got Secret of Mana, and then we never got Secret of Mana 2, Sagan and Setsu 3. So there was an official tr uh, fan translation for this game back in 99, I want to say. And uh, I've played through it like two times before, over a decade ago, and I haven't played it since. And uh, so I'm finally playing through that, and after that... Do you know what I'm going to play through, Jay? Mm, Ticket to Evermore. That's right. Very good. Nice. Good game. <laughs> so what do you like more? Like, just off the top of your head, which one do you like more? Um, So far, between all of them, I think Seiken Densetsu 3 is my favorite. Okay. I really love the class system in this game. Uh, it's got this cool... Well, all right. I'll, I'll be talking about Seiken Densetsu 3 some other time. Gotcha. I should be, It should be on the next podcast. I'll talk about that one some more then. For now, though, uh, I finished playing through Secret of Mana the other day on Thursday. And, Stop it, Robert. Oh, my God. I can already see the picture. Uh, and <laughs> Robert's a motherfucker. And Secret of Mana. Uh, the story... Oh, man. The writing in the game is almost completely pointless. Uh, I feel <laughs> really? like... The storyline of Sonic the Hedgehog might be more important than it is in Secret <laughs> of Mana. Like, it's that level. Uh, the gameplay... That's pretty bad for an RPG. <laughs> it really is. So, alright, alright. The story, you are a kid that's hanging out in some little podunk town. That's a Secret of Evermore reference. You get Ta -da -da. Uh, 
the town you live in is it's called Potos, and you're hanging out with your childhood friends, and you fall you fall off of this log, and you have to pull a sword out of a stone so that you can go cut some bushes down because God forbid that you climb around them or anything. Right? You're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> so you pull this sword out. The sword was talking to you, and you go back to the village, and the elder is like, "What's up, shit nuts? What are you doing? That sword's protecting the village." That's it. We're kicking you out. And so you get kicked out of the village because you pulled this sword out because uh, you had to. The thing is, these villagers are being dicks to you, even though the only person that – it's very Arthurian. The only person that can pull the sword out of this stone is the person who is supposed to save the world. It turns out that this is the mana sword, and you have to go around the world and gather all this power so that you can right the wrongs of the world and save everybody. So you're going around, and you're gathering up these – the mana, the mana from the seeds, and the sword's getting more powerful, you're getting more weapons, you get more people to join your team, and eventually it uh, turns out that the bad guys win, and they summon the mana fortress, and you have to go onto the mana fortress, and you have to beat up the big bad super evil necromancer wizard, and then you fight the mana beast, which is the combination of all mana that's going to blow up the planet. That's the storyline. Uh, to get to that point, the gameplay has some good and some bad qualities. It's got some really great weapon variety. Uh, the weapons don't play that differently. There's essentially two different types of weapons. You've got your melee weapons, which is the axe, the sword, the spear, and the glove. And then you have your ranged weapons, which is the boomerang-type weapon, the thrown weapon, uh, the bone arrow, the javelin... And then I feel like there's one more weapon I'm forgetting. I don't know what it is, though. Uh, I can't remember if it's a melee or a range. Oh, the whip! So it's a weapon that you don't that doesn't have a projectile, but it still has some strong range on it. And they each... A few of them have functions outside of direct combat. Like, the whip is able to take you over gaps. Uh, and the bladed weapons, the sword and the axe can cut through some uh, grass areas, and then the axe is able to break some stones. That's it. And then the other weapons don't really have anything special. It's actually very annoying because you'll have to switch over to these weapons. You have to go into the radial menu of the game, switch to this weapon, cross the gap with the whip, for example, and then switch back. And you just have to keep doing that every time something like this pops up. Uh, the other thing that's annoying... Uh, well, all right, we'll get to the annoying thing about the gameplay. Uh, the other thing that the game has is a spell system. Uh, the main character isn't able to learn any spells, but the other two characters that join your team, as you recruit more of these, uh, the mana, the mana characters, the sprites uh, that follow you around, guys like Salamando, uh, Undyne, the Gnome, etc., they give your team uh, magic abilities. And the other two characters, the sprite and the girl are able to learn magic and use these. The girl uses defensive magic like healing, uh, speed up, etc. And the sprite learns mostly offensive stuff uh, like fireballs and throwing diamonds at enemies, things like that. Uh, from there, the gameplay runs into a lot of issues. The thing that I hate <laughs> most is that you never know if uh, a hitbox is hitting an enemy or not. Because the hitboxes in the game can be very awkward, especially enemy hitboxes. And this is what makes the hitboxes in the game seem so bad. Um, you'll take a swing at an enemy, 
and sometimes it'll make a sound, but you won't see any damage pop up. And I have to assume that that means that what's happened is you've hit them, but they blocked it or they evaded it or whatever. And then there'll be times when you swing at them and there's no sound, but they still don't take any damage. So I'm just Mm -hmm. left sitting there scratching my head wondering what happened did my hitbox just not connect properly for some reason were they in the middle of an animation that gave them a bunch of invincibility frames and when they came out of that animation uh the there was too much of a delay and my swing at them couldn't have dealt damage to him anymore just stuff like that uh second densetsu 3 actually helps fix this issue by making it so that when you swing at an enemy there will be a big text that pops up that says miss it is a huge help and Probably one of the best changes in the game that makes it better than Secret of Mana. Uh, the other big issue is the spell system. If you don't have a spell up to at least level one, it almost won't do any damage whatsoever. And the thing about that is, like, you have to grind out your spells to get them leveled up. And what <laughs> Secret the game of Evermore. You, it's worse than in Secret of Evermore because... Secret of Evermore doesn't force you into it as as much. And not to mention, you can use, like, one spell throughout Secret of Evermore, and you'll be okay. You can get crushed. Yeah, you can just mass the same one. Yeah, dude, crush level 10, boys! Exactly, exactly. Just crush the whole way through the game. Mm -hmm. Which is fairly boring, to be fair. There's a lot of cool other spells in the game. But it doesn't push you as hard towards... uh, You have to use this spell school to be able to deal any damage to this boss. Secret of Mana expects you to sit out uh, outside of an inn or right outside of a town and just spam your magic spells at enemies over and over and over and over and over until they get up, like, maxed out, basically. They want you to get your spells to a high level, and that's really annoying uh, because the game wants you to, like, go into each of these rooms and uh, use one spell, one AoE spell, to take out all the enemies in there, and that's really boring. I'm not going to sit around and do that for hours. For every single different group of spells that you get. Because each character gets, uh, I believe seven, seven different, it's seven or eight different spell schools that they each learn. And I, you know, now I think about it, I'm pretty sure it's actually eight. And I'm not leveling all of those up to level four even, let alone five, six, or seven, or getting them maxed out at eight or nine. That's totally stupid. Not worth the time at all. Um, so that really sucks. You end up getting into these boss fights. There's one boss fight in, uh, well, towards the final sequence of the game, the penultimate boss fight sequence. And there's a boss there that every time you hit it with a melee weapon, what it does, it just counteracts and makes you tiny so that all of your melee attacks from then on do zero damage. And this attack also deals damage to your character. So that's really fun. You have to spam spells at this thing. The only way that I got through it was by using almost every single MP restoring item that I had and spamming spells at the enemies. And I'll get to spell spam talk in a little bit. The other annoying thing, though not as bad about the battle system that Seikendensetsu uh, 3 once again fixes, is the way uh, charging up your weapons works. So, the, uh, you can hold down your attack button. This is an action RPG, I guess I could explain that a little bit. Uh, what that means, it's like an isometric view, top down, and your character's walking around this area, and you don't get into random fights. There are just enemies on the screen that you can go up and swing your weapons at them, cast your spells at them, whatever you want to do. So you're walking around, and you're able to hold down your attack button to start charging up your uh, attack. 
you can only charge your attack up to whatever level you have mastered that weapon. So weapons are the, are very similar to spells in that way, and that you have to keep using a weapon and attacking with it to gain experience with it so that you can charge your weapon bar higher. The problem is charging your weapon up is almost always an inferior strategy unless there's a long sequence where you're not able to attack the boss because he's teleporting around or whatever, or because your normal attacks are doing zero damage and you have to charge it up just to do any damage, which happened to the technical, the actual last boss fight of the game. That ends up getting very annoying for a few reasons. It takes a very long time to charge it up. I would say it's probably three or four seconds to charge up a single bar of attack, which when you compare it with just waiting for your attack bar to fill up to 100% instead of going for charging it up to level one, it's much, much slower to do that. So in general, it's just a better strategy to just swing your weapon, wait for it to recharge, swing again, and just keep repeating that. And it also helps keep a lot of enemies in a stun lock at that point. So those aspects of the weapon system suck. It also means uh, when you're charging it up, you also walk a lot slower. So if you're charging it up, like when there are no enemies around, and then you go exploring and you're saving your charge up until you run into the next monster pack, you're just sitting there crawling through the dungeon waiting to find something. And for all you know, you might have to walk onto a different screen and lose your charge entirely. Uh, what else? Uh, I know I had something else to talk about there. I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, okay, another thing with the weapons that I dislike, uh, you have these eight different weapon types, and instead of buying new weapons, you carry the same ones around, but then you use an orb to upgrade them to the next level. This gets them more damage, it lets you charge, uh, level up your weapon experience more, and the thing that potentially sucks with a lot of them a lot of time, mostly because of the way that the game is designed in giving you these bonuses, is that every time you level the weapon up, it loses the bonuses that it had from the previous weapon and gains new bonuses. So, for example, uh, the glove weapon at one point has, an, has a bonus where it can balloon enemies. I think the glove gets that one. I know a few of the other weapons do. So, ballooning an enemy is basically just a way of stunning it. It stuns them, it makes it so they can't attack you, and they just stand around and let you wail on them for a bit. That's pretty effective. That's very useful going through the dungeons, clearing out the trash, and just trying to get to the boss at the end. And after you level up that weapon, it then loses the ability to balloon enemies and instead gains something stupid like strength plus two or really useless shit like that. Uh, the stuff like that gets very annoying because the balloon effect is useful. Having something like strength plus two is an incredibly minor and I would say totally worthless bonus to your damage, uh, especially compared to some of the other effects. Uh, some of the other things that your weapons get includes doing extra damage to insects, doing extra damage to other enemy types. Uh, those are not as useful, I feel like. But losing those effects just so you can get like oh, your critical hits do more damage, is so annoying that I don't know why they would ever think it's a good idea. Uh, the final big problem with the game's combat is boss fights end up resulting in... They almost force you to use a really stupid strategy if you're not sitting around farming up and grinding your spells and levels. 
What they do is they uh, you go into a boss fight, you've got your four fairy walnuts, which restore character MP, and then you have the sprite and the girl start spamming spells at the boss. And in this game, the spells will stun – you just stun lock a boss into death. When a spell animation ha- is happening on a character – they can't be affected by other things, and they can't take their own actions. So if an enemy casts a fireball spell at your main character or something, your main character will freeze once the fireballs start flying out until all of the fireballs hit him, and you take damage, and the animation completes. Your character is locked in place at that point. The same thing applies to bosses. So you'll just sit there and spam a spell that is the boss's weakness at them, until they're dead and you'll pause every once in a while to make sure that you're not like doing too much damage. Cause I think if you keep going, it goes to nine, nine, nine and then it caps out and further damage doesn't get applied. So you want to wait, let the nine, nine, nine pop up or whatever damage amount you've done. And then just use fairy walnuts on those two characters. And then just keep repeating this fairy spamming. Walnuts. Yeah. They yeah. restore it. So Explain this, Robert. I just said it, Robert. Thanks for listening. So you use the fairy walnut on both of them to get their MP back up, and then you just go back to spamming spells. Keep on using spells on the boss over and over and over again. This just really sucks. Uh, it's a extremely boring way to... It's just a boring oversight of the battle system that they didn't take into account, and it trivializes most boss fights in the game. The other thing that really sucks is there's a couple sequences in the game that are just so over-the-top annoyingly difficult... Once again, because they expect you to do a bunch of grinding, uh, they just kick the difficulty level up ten times more than where it needs to be. Not to mention that these sequences are extremely long and tedious. I went from taking like 10 to 50, and 50 was a high damage roll. I, de- I went from taking about 10 to 50 damage from enemies in one zone, and in the next place that we're supposed to go to, I started taking 200 damage from enemies every time they attacked. And what the game wants you to do here is they want you to farm up and buy some armor, which doubles your defense at that point. I Once I got all of those armor upgrades, I went from taking 200-plus damage a swing from most enemies down to taking under 10 damage again. It was an insanely poorly 200 balanced. 200 down to under 10? Yes, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> That's funny. That is really funny. It was ridiculous. I couldn't believe how poorly the balance was handled in the game. It was really, really frustrating to get through all that stuff. The last two boss fights were not that bad. I actually kind of felt like um, the second to last boss fight, I didn't use many spells, really. I wanted to conserve my MP for the final fight because you have to use a specific a spell on each character to be able to kill or even damage the last boss. So I wanted to hold on to my MP for that. Turns out that I overdid it. We didn't need anywhere near as much MP as I held on to. And so for the second to final boss, I had to spam basic charged attacks at him constantly. And it was kind of cool learning his pattern and kind of working around him and dealing with it like that. But every other boss in the game, it was just, oh, there's the boss. It's time to spam magic. Uh, I guess the two two great things I can say about the game. The art is really good. It feels like an Akira Toriyama-inspired art. Akira Toriyama is the guy that did Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Quest, and so on. But it, well, I don't think it was done by him. It just feels very influenced by him, which is kind of cool. It's actually uh, very nice. I, I enjoy the art of the game and the music... 
is shockingly good. It was way better than I ever, ever remembered it being. Like, as soon as I booted up the game for the first time and I got to the main menu, my first thought was, I really need to go out and find a way to get a hold of the soundtrack, like, right now. Which, unfortunately, I still haven't done. But I'm going to do it very soon. (laughs) going to. I'm going to, I swear, probably. In a while. The music in the game was spectacularly good. It might be better than the music in Seiken Densetsu 3. So far, everything else about uh, Secret of Mana 2 has been a big improvement to me. But the music the music is still really good in Seiken Densetsu 3. I just don't know that it's as good or better than what was in Secret of Mana. Overall, I guess if I had to like assign a score to Secret of Mana, I feel like a lot of the love that it still gets nowadays is due to some extreme nostalgia. Because there are some unmistakably bad decisions that that game makes. Uh, so I would probably give it somewhere around a 7 out of 10. Maybe even as low as a 6 out of 10. Uh, like so, it, well, you, how far did you get, Jay? You didn't beat it, I don't it, remember. Right? Some, no, I didn't, know. Did, did you, you even uh, get all the mana seeds? Or, like, no, I didn't. Oh, I got <laughs> a few of them. Did you even get all the mana seeds? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think I... I don't know if I still have it on my computer. I might have deleted it. <laughs> I think I, I was done. After we don't that, I was done with it. Nah. Sorry. Uh, Blake, did you beat it? Yeah, yeah. I like. I was just talking about the final bosses. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's with you today. Jay is uh, the one that took cough medicine, and he's not even that messed up. What are you doing? How long did? Uh, I'm pretty good actually. How long does it take you? How long does it, did it take um, you? It took me. I think I beat it on my third. St- no, it was. Yeah, it was my third stream because I think I took a day off at the beginning of this week. So I did three streams of it, and it was about. 24 hours, I would say. I I ended up uh, losing some progress at one point because I assumed a dungeon was over and I walked into the next room after we had just fought a boss and there was another boss fight. And he killed me. And so I had to do the whole dungeon over. And so I lost, I wasted like an hour there uh, going through the second to last dungeon took me, oh my God, that was like two hours just on that one dungeon. That was the dungeon where I was all of a sudden taking 200 damage from enemies, and then it dropped down to 10 oh, yeah. <laughs> after I got all of the gear upgrades. Uh, this doesn't sound like a game that I would be able to make it through. No. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> no way. I can't deal Willing with to, it when it starts getting boring. Like, just using an emulator and grinding up very quickly, that'll make it a lot easier, but... Okay. Eh. You could try it out and play through some of it. It's got, like, I know I tore into it a lot. It's got some cool qualities. I enjoy sure. the action RPG system. I just wish they had done it a lot better. Honestly, everything, like I've said, Seiken Densetsu 3 does everything Secret of Mana does better, except maybe the music. The storytelling is better. Not that it's good in Seiken Densetsu 3. It's still very, very tropish and very simple and not very well written. But it's at least better. I care about the characters a little bit more in that than I did in Secret of Mana. The gameplay is light years better, and I cannot wait to talk about that one more on 
on the podcast for sure. Uh, if you want to catch my Seiken and Densetsu 3 stuff, I am going to be playing it uh, this upcoming week. I don't. When should this episode be live? Not that I think about it. Uh, let's shoot for Tuesday. Okay, I'm going to be. I'll probably be playing this all of this week, or at least most of this week. Uh, I've only put in about five hours into it right now. I should still have somewhere around 20 more, depending on how I end up playing it and how it ends up going. So tune into my stream, twitch.tv slash TV. Uh, or twitch.tv slash <laughs> or slackaholicus.tv if you want to catch uh, Sagan Densetsu 3. If you've never seen it, if you don't know anything about it, I recommend tuning in for the next podcast 100% just to hear more about that, especially if you like Secret of Mana or and, and, not or, and watching my stream. Does this Was this a good game to stream or not really? Um, I mean, there's a lot of fans out of of the game out there for sure. So it brought in some cool people that talked about the game and do some stuff about the game. I didn't feel like it made a great entertaining stream game, however, just okay. because I, there's not that much thrill for a viewer. I don't feel like uh, I I got right. up to the a few bosses where I couldn't kill them, and most of the time, whenever I'd get to a boss, it would just be like, all right, time to start spamming spells. And the other thing is, uh, Secret of Mana and Second Densetsu 3 are both very bad about this. There are just times where the game does not give you a very good idea of where the hell you're supposed to go. At all. You're supposed, like, it, both games have these instances where you are supposed to go talk to a specific NPC that you have no indication that you're supposed to talk to him. In Second Densetsu 3, I just got through this part where there's this guy in the middle of the castle courtyard who's like, I'm building a cannon. And you're like, uh, okay, cool. When is that going to be ready? <laughs> All right. You have to go back into the town itself, walk into a random house, talk to the blue-haired woman in there, and she just goes, wow, there's this huge cannon in the castle courtyard. And just like that, it's all of a sudden constructed for you to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally makes no sense whatsoever. It is terribly designed. And Secret of Mana had a few instances like that as well, where you're not totally sure which place you're supposed to go to, and all this stuff, and it's infuriating. Was Secret uh, of Mana pretty well received when it came out? Um, I think so. Most people I knew played it. I feel I, like I it was, but I don't really know. Pretty well received, yeah. It I think people was, still hold it okay. very close to their hearts now. Yeah, a lot of people definitely do, for sure. Yeah. I think it may have been more of a cult hit, but it was it had a lot of fans. Okay. Like I remember playing it as a kid. I know that I played it when I was younger. I played through it again when I got older, and I tried playing it a few years ago, and I couldn't get through it. Actually, the mode seven part where you're flying on your pet dragon ended up giving me motion sickness, so I never finished it. The wow. For this. I didn't know you're such a bitch. Right. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, like, just kidding, like. What I said about your mom. Aww. Yeah. Aww. So for me, yeah. I I didn't enjoy Secret of Mana that much. Alright. It was okay. It just was not as good as I wanted it to be. So enough of me rambling. That's been like 20 minutes of me bitching about this game, I think. <laughs> like Robert and, uh, yeah, no, it's like Kingdom Hearts. Hearts 2.0 here. Oh no, that's an actual game, sort of. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there! 
I think Robert should play Kingdom Hearts 2.5. I think he should too. I think he should stream it. I, I think that's the one. I, no, I played one point. I played one point five. Play the original. Yeah, if you didn't it's play like, the PS2 one, then you played one point five. I think. Yeah, it's one point five. Yeah, it's the original, but it's also got like the a couple of the in between games, it's remaster, and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's one point five. So enough of my hating on some people's favorite old game. Now I guess. What uh, what did you end up playing, Roffers? <laughs> I played Castlevania Circle of the Moon for Game Boy Advanced. Came out in Advanced Game Boy Advance. I say the same thing. That's so funny. I say Advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah I always wanted to. I always want to say that. It came out in two thousand one. So it's a uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty traditional Castlevania game. Uh, you your character you play as a guy named Nathan. And the game starts off with, like, somebody resurrecting Dracula, and then you and, like, your master, and another guy who's kind of, like, at the same level as you, but he's also the son of your master, confront these people who just resurrected Dracula, so you can, like, save the day. This is, like, right at the very beginning of the game. But then they, like, break, make the ground beneath you fall out and capture the guy who's your master. So you fall down this huge pit. And when you get to the bottom, the, the other guy, I think his name was Hugh, you're like, all right, we got to get together. We got to erection, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Your your guy is like, all right, we got to go find our master and save him and kill Dracula. And the other guy is like, no, I'm going to do it myself. And he runs off. And then so you're basically like, you meet, you come across him a couple times throughout the game, and every time he's like jealous of you for. I think it's because uh, if I remember correctly, it's because. The guy who's like y'all's boss, who's his dad, gave you his whip instead of giving it to his son because like you're a better student or something, I guess. So he's like really jealous of you. That's not a big part of the game, but it crops up from here and there. But that's kind of the premise of it. Basically, it doesn't really matter. It's a it's a it's a Castlevania game. So 2D side scroller, uh, sort of like gothic horror setting. You're running around this this big old castle fighting mostly skeletons, uh, some zombies, and then various other types of bad guys. You've got a whip, just like you usually do in Castlevania games. That's what you attack, that's what you attack them with. Uh, it's non-linear, so you're like running through room, from room to room, going from place to place, basically finding uh, upgrades so that you can access certain areas that you can't get to without the upgrades. And I, you, you mostly get the upgrades from beating bosses. So like you'll go through rooms, killing bad guys, and then you'll come across a boss room. And then when you beat the boss, you'll get like a double jump so you can jump higher. And then like you'll get one where you can jump off walls and then you'll get like another boss will give you an upgrade where you can like bust through these, uh, like crates that are blocking your way to, to get through some certain paths and things like that. So you're kind of like trying to find out where, where to go, where the boss rooms are. And then like, as you get upgrades, trying to sort of like backtrack a little bit and find the rooms that you couldn't previously get through earlier, but now you can, and you also level up. So like, I don't, the, the, the experience, the XP system isn't very transparent, but throughout the game, when, you know, the more guys you kill, you level up, throughout the game and get more powerful and all that kind of stuff. You also find other power-ups besides just the ones you get from beating bosses. 
you get more basic power ups just from fighting them in certain rooms, like they give you more hit points, more uh, MP, things like that. There's also a card system, which is, as far as I know, unique to this Castlevania game. I haven't played a ton of Castlevania games, but I don't think this really pops up in any others. You can get two different types of cards, and they, they just drop randomly from enemies every once in a great while. And, like, so there's two different types of cards, and at any given time, you can have one card of each type active. And the different combinations of cards will give you different abilities that you can use, like, if you if you activate them. So, like, you might have uh, one set of cards active, and they'll, like, give you fire on your whip, so it does extra, extra damage. And another combination might give you, like, an ice whip, so it freezes guys. Some give you, like, auras where, uh, is there, like, one of them is, like, a luck aura, where it's more of a chance that if you kill a bad guy, he'll drop something for you. So one of the auras, like, gives you better defense and various things like that. So, uh, the thing about the cards is when you pick a combination of cards, you don't know what – it doesn't tell you right off the bat what they do. And sometimes and, – and even after – some of them, even after you, like, activate them – Oh, man, I forgot about that. Oh, that was so frustrating. Yeah, yeah it's a little Trying frustrating. Trying to play that without reading a guide, just being like, all right, well, now I've got Shiva or whatever. What does this one do? I'll equip it. It doesn't tell me yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you equip it and activate it, if you don't do something that makes it, like, go into effect, then it still doesn't even tell you what it does. So I have a yeah. couple combinations that I still don't know what they do. Yeah, because you'll, like, you'll do one combination, and they'll be like, oh, this raised your strength, and it will tell you that right away. Because it's just, it upped your stat. The effect happened. Yeah, yeah. It's showing you now. And then there will be things like, oh, this makes you immune to being petrified. But you're not going to know that if you don't walk around and get hit by a petrification attack <laughs> yeah. and then resist it and then you go and check it. And then the card will finally tell you, oh, this made it so that you couldn't be petrified. Or you can get something like resistance to ice damage or whatever. And it was so frustrating. Yeah, it is. And, it, and you know, like most of those, I'm probably just not I'm just not going to find out what they do, because, like, I don't have the patience to go to wait until something happens that makes it go into effect. Yeah. So uh, most of the time, I, I I guess a lot of the times I don't even really use one. I I've, probably the one I've used the most is the luck one, like just so that I would get a drop like that maybe I might need at some point a little bit more. Just kind of hoping I would get better drops. And then when I fight bosses, usually I'll uh, turn on the – it depends on the boss, but usually I'll turn on the, the defense one. And then if not that one, then, I'll, then I've got one that, like, makes these fireballs spin around me. So if, if I get close enough, then I'm doing extra damage because the fireballs are hitting the boss along with me hitting him with my whip. So those are the ones that I tend to use the most. Uh, the, it's, the, the difficulty, I'd say, is about – it's not a very hard game, except for the bosses are are pretty difficult. Most of the bosses, I was not able to beat on my first try, but I could beat them like maybe on my like third try. I don't think I, maybe like once or twice, I died just like in a normal room, just like normal bad guys, because I hadn't found like a save point in a while where you can uh, like restore your health. But for the most part, the regular bad guys aren't very hard. Uh, the game is, it's not a bad game. It's, it's got solid mechanics. 
the uh, the graphics are all right, but I got bored with it after about f- about five or six hours, I guess probably, because it gets so re- t- repetitive to me. So, I mean, that's kind of the nature of some of these games, like because you have to do a lot of backtracking because like you'll uh, you'll you know you'll explore the whole map and then there are rooms that you can't go to because you don't have this certain ability yet, and then you'll uh, you'll you'll find a boss, you'll kill him. And you'll get the whatever upgrade you get, and then you got to go back and find like whatever room that that upgrade helps you with. Whether it's like there's a jump that you can make now or whatever. So that's that's fine. That's that's pretty you know that's standard for this type of game. But to me, when I'm backtracking and or like if I'm maybe sometimes I just don't even know where to go and like I haven't found like uh, a certain room that I'm that I'm looking for, and I like don't know where I am and I'm trying to like look at my map like. Thankfully, it does give you a map that you can look at to see, like, where you are. It shows you the rooms, like, that you haven't explored all the way yet and rooms that you haven't gone into. So you can use that as reference. There were still a couple times where I, like, was like, I don't even know where to go now. Like, I feel like I've explored everything, and it would take me a little while to figure out where I hadn't gone yet. And that's okay, too. But the problem for me is that the, like, the backgrounds, like, there's not a lot of variety in the scenery and in the various rooms. Like, there are some rooms where there's, like, like machinery, and you're like riding gears up and down, and that's all right. That adds a little bit, but for the most part, the rooms are pretty much the same. There's not a whole lot of difference. There's there's not a whole lot of variety, and then the bad guys, a lot of them are the same too. So most of the time, you're running around just like 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 throwing your whip at like uh, skeletons that are throwing something at you, or zombies that are walking at you. There are other bad guys here and there, like there are these. Uh, swords that fly around the screen and try to hit you, and then there's uh, Medusa heads that hit that. They're, they're like the classic Castlevania Medusa heads that fly up and down, but when they hit you, it petrifies you, and you can't. Uh, I think like you can't move until you get hit again or something like that. And so the lack of variety in scenery, combined with sort of the lack of variety in enemies, combined with the nature of the game, which has you kind of doing a lot of backtracking, backtracking to go back to rooms that you can get through now, really just kind of, that was sort of it for me. It, it made the game really boring after five or six hours of play because I was just like doing the same thing over and over again, running through a room as fast as I could, hitting skeletons with my whip, and trying to find, out of the rooms that I haven't been able to go all the way through yet, trying to find which one I can get through now, like, based on this new ability that I have. Because when you're looking at a room on the map, you know, you can see, okay, I've only halfway explored this one, but you don't necessarily remember what the obstacle was for any given room. So you're going to spend a ton of time, once you find a new uh, power-up, just going back to all the rooms that you've half-explored to see which one had, like, a certain, like, this, which one has, which one has the crates that I can bust through now? Which one has walls where I need to do a wall jump off of to get up to a certain part? See, I always really like that aspect of those games. I, that's why I enjoy them. I have a fun time doing, like, like opening up my map and analyzing it and being like, okay, I've been there, I remember what's there, I know that what I just got isn't going to help me with that. And then, like, sometimes just going around and exploring and then finding, maybe finding something I had completely forgotten about, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. like that. I don't know. I can see that. For me, I can never remember, like, based on looking at the map, like, what was in each half-explored room. So I just have to go to each one one by one. Yeah. 
Which, and I this, mean, for me, that's even that is sometimes kind of fun. But I can definitely understand okay. why I'd be like, ugh, not this shit again. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I am with it. I'm a little less patient sometimes. And also, like, since most of the bad guys are all the same, I just felt like I got to the point where I was just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I, I get the appeal of it. I can see, like, someone's a little bit more patient than I am. It's probably not a big deal. Uh, like I said, the game's not bad for, for, for somebody, for, for me, I got bored with it, but the, there's, the, the mechanics are pretty much fine. You know, the cards are a little bit weird, but the, the actual, like the action and the, and the fighting is all, the, the combat is, is really well done. And the, uh, the bosses are pretty cool. Again, I get a little bit bored of the, the bad guys. I don't feel like they, they mix that up quite enough. And uh, I get lost super easily, so I spent plenty of time. I'm probably not as far into the game as most people are at five or six hours, to be to be fair. So for me, it wasn't great. I enjoyed it until like I sort of hit this wall, and I was like, uh, I'm not I'm not really into this anymore. But until I got to that point, I had fun with it. Yeah, fair enough. I can understand, like, getting to that point where you get lost eventually. I know that's happened to me with a lot of the Metroid styles the, and the new classic, or the new Castlevania styles, where I, when I was younger, I know that I got caught in Metroid for probably an entire afternoon or two before I could find where Kraid was. Because there's one little spot in the floor that you're supposed to shoot. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to know that shit? <laughs> yeah. Talk about Metroid? Yep, exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> Usually I found those accidentally. I think I found it yeah, accidentally, too. Stuff. I think I was fighting yeah. the enemies in that room, and I jumped and I fired. Exactly. And all of a sudden, the floor down there disappeared, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that can happen? You can. Good times. Good times. Good times. So there you go. Jay, have you, you ever played this one? Uh, I played a few Castlevania games. I don't know if it was specifically this one. It's been a very, very long time. I used to rent them from time to time, but I'm not familiar with the title. This probably wasn't... You probably didn't rent this one because it was a Game Boy Advance game. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty unlikely. All right, then. So there's Castlevania Circle of the Moon. If you're a, I say, I think if you're a big Castlevania fan, you'll definitely like it. If you like those types of games, let's move on to top threes. So, uh, I guess I didn't. I don't know if I uh, tweeted this out, but our last top three was our top our top three proudest classic gaming accomplishments. So for this time, we decided to do the opposite and do our top three classic gaming regrets. So things that, like, maybe a game we were never able to beat or didn't play or anything along those lines or worst failures as players of games of the classic type. Thank you. All right. Uh, so now that we're, our dumb beatboxing is over. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right, all right. It's loud. My mic's probably not even gonna pick up my voice anymore. Uh, you seem a little quieter. 
Great. Da, da. I'll fix it. All right, who's going first? Third. You are. Most embarrassing thing about classic games. Okay, I'll go. I'll go what? No, not Wait, most what? embarrassing. Biggest regret. That's a very no. different thing. Well, it could be embarrassing also. It could be, what? but that's not the stipulation. There you go. No, that's, that's not, not what I heard. You can't change it now. <laughs> okay. Third thing that I regret the most is not having... Uh, actually, I think I might have played it a little bit. I even can't remember, which is which is really bad, but either not having played or not having played almost at all The Curse of Monkey Island. Um, I hear... So this is the third game in the Monkey Island series. I loved the first two. My, my favorite series ever, but Curse of Monkey Island, I never got around to playing... And I'm sad about that. All right. That's all. Okay. So Robert, who's next? I'm proud of you for not. Uh, Blake's next. Jake or Blake or Blue? Uh, Blake. Okay. I don't. You. Still, whatever. All right, so I had a difficult time really thinking of a good third one. My other two are good. This one is something that I I guess I could regret. I don't think it's probably my number three. There's got to be something better out there. But fuck it. My number three regret is playing sequels first. Ooh. Anything specific? Yes, there's a couple specific ones. Uh, The reason that this ends up sucking a lot of the time is because... You, these two examples that I have in particular made it so that I could not enjoy the games that came before them. Yeah, okay. It's like, uh, the two games that I have are Shining Force 2 and Lufia 2. I played both of these first, and it made it completely impossible to go back and enjoy the previous games the same way that I would if I had played those games first. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not just the story, correct? It's like just yeah, the yeah. Of the game it's overall. the gameplay. Yeah. It's just completely downgraded. Uh, like Shining Force One isn't the worst game ever after playing Shining Force Two, but I don't see much of a reason to play Shining Force One over Shining Force Two. Shining Force Two improves on what Shining Force One does in every way. It's got better art by a mile. Uh, the gameplay is better. The storytelling is whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's there, and it's very lighthearted, goofy nonsense. Uh, the class system is better designed. It just feels like a better game overall. Uh, Lufia 2, in the beginning of Lufia 1, what happens is that the very first sequence of the game, the sort of tutorial experience, is actually the beginning, or the ending, rather, of Lufia 2. You play through the heroes of Lufia 2 finishing up their quest and killing the bosses of the game. So then Lufia 2 comes out and details that story. But then Lufia 2 also does everything better. It's got better art. It's got better music. It's got better dungeons. The puzzles are really fun. I have only ever gotten a handful of hours into Lufia 1, and then I just quit playing because it it doesn't even come close to holding a candle to Lufia 2. Everything about Lufia 2 is completely better, and I can't go to Lufia 1 because of that, and it really sucks. I'd like to be able to play that game and experience it, to get the full Lufia experience from back then, but it's never going to happen. That's a good one. I, I like cer- that a lot, actually. I was certain that your number one regret, regret was going to be making that Blake the Hedgehog video where you're wearing the costume. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's just stuck on that. He's just stuck on repeat. He's a broken record. You know that. You've heard him talk about it. He's a broken record. Himself. 
I'm gonna cough. <laughs> Alright, Robert, number two. No, it's definitely me. I haven't gone yet. So, uh, like Blake, I, I came up with two good ones for one and two, but my third one, um, not so much. It, it, it does hold true, but we talked about it last week. Um, is completing the trifecta of the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I've beat completed one and two, but I've never completed three. I've gotten to the final area multiple times, and just for whatever reason lost interest in beating it. So I think I, by the end of this year, I think I'll end up beating the third one to complete it. Because we've all played and beat it, beat, beat it, beat two out of three of them. Correct? Beat it. We beat it. Beat it. Beat it. <laughs> well, all right, then I'm going to interrupt Robert's number two and do my own number two. Oh, because my it? number two is the fact that I've never beaten Super Mario Brothers one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, did we talk about this on air, off air? Uh, I think this we was talking... last podcast. Yeah, we talked about it last time. Okay. Yeah, and at some point this year, I'm going to get around to doing that. I don't know if it'll be on stream. It might just be something I do in my own time. Uh, I I would say that the biggest reason I didn't know about this as a kid was because. That I wasn't able to beat it as a kid, I should say, is because I didn't know about this little trick where you have infinite, that you can continue infinitely. Not just that oh, there yeah. are continues, but you can do so infinitely. I don't think I had any idea of that when I was a kid. So, I was never able to beat the game because that's pretty brutal. It yeah, is. Oh man, it's a hard game. Yeah, I don't mess around. My, I think uh, two is the easiest one. I think one is the hardest. You think two's the easiest? I tried playing yeah. two a few weeks ago, and I had a hard time with it. Once you get the hang of it, you realize that there's one character that's better than the rest of them. There are two characters, really. Well, depending well, on the stage as well. See, I found the, I found Luigi and Peach to be. Yeah, best. well, yeah, Luigi and Peach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, between those two characters, like you don't even look at the other one. Everyone else is pretty much, mm, but Luigi and Peach, you can switch between them. Yeah. yeah. Stages. But um, also on that one, you don't have anything like unlimited continues. That's true. true. I think that one gives you a lot more opportunities to get one ups though, especially I with the so as well. stages. Uh, you can so, yeah. up, like thirty lives fairly easily. Yeah, Into- I remember having an enormous amount of lives. Yeah, and then I think you've got four continues. Um. So. Yeah, I don't remember. All right. So anyway, uh, so Robert. My number. My number two was almost. Well, actually, my number three was almost that I haven't beaten Mario two, but uh, it turns out my number two is not having played Maniac Mansion, which is yeah. another point and click uh, Lucas Arts, and it was a super early one. It was on tons of consoles, and it was on like the Commodore sixty four and things like that. I think it was most popular on the NES. Uh, I feel like that's kind yeah, of was, the, did it was it on PC, and then it got ported to NES, or was it? Man, I don't know. I don't even know which one it came out on first. But it was definitely on both. You're saying? I'm pretty sure it was on PC. I know it was on. I know it was on Commodore 64. I know it was on Nintendo. Here, I'm pulling up right now. Yeah, uh, because as soon as you mentioned it and called it a point and click, my first thought was, well, on Nintendo, I mean, you don't have a mouse. Is it still point and click? But yeah, right. I, it was, they it was, do give you the hand that you move around. So I guess it does count as point. Yeah, the little. It's a little. Yeah, the little cursor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 You do have it on there. Uh. So okay. Yeah. It did make it to. Uh, PC. It was also on the Apple II, the Amiga, the Atari ST, and then, like I said, the Nintendo and the Commodore 64. Hmm. 
Uh, and once again, I don't know if the if the Nintendo was the best version necessarily or the first, but I feel like that was like the most popular version. Yeah, it's the one that I've always heard about the most. Yeah, I think that's the, the case with most people. And I'm hoping to play this. Actually, I'm I'm gonna hope to finish the, to play this game by the end of th- this year because oh, it's like rules. I gotta. Like, I gotta finally get on this. It's been too long. I'm hoping to finish Super Mario Brothers by the end of this year. Okay. That's my plan. That's good. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know why I still haven't gotten around to it. Really want to play this game, but that's, that's why it's my number two regret. Over to you, Jay. Is it FI Playquist next? I did my number two. Oh, you skipped. I'm sorry. I forgot you skipped the order. Uh, my number two is not uh, 100%ing Majora's Mask the first time I played through it. Uh, I played it a lot as a kid, and I obviously talk about Majora's Mask a decent amount uh, in a very positive light. Uh, I really enjoyed the game. I beat it, and I wish I would have gone through and done all the side quests to 100% it, because I think it would have been amazing, an amazing feeling to complete it, uh, especially after, without having internet access. Um, to look up most of the the extra masks and such. Blake hates you now. I know. I assume as much. <laughs> you can still you can still at least now. appreciate one hundred percenting that game. I don't know if he can. No, not really. I don't think that's a given. Blake, uh, right, number so... number one regret. What? I go first. You? I thought you went first. And then Jay was uh, like, because you screwed up the order. For, well, but then you then you skipped me. Yeah. So now you're because no, so you wanted to interrupt to do your. Well, two. yeah, but now we can go back to that order. Ah, you whatever. can just kill yourself. I mean, that's. You can go back. Action. You want to go first? Um. All right. So my number one is easily my biggest gaming regret ever. I would say, and that regret is buying Hoshigami. What's that? Uh, that is. Anybody who Jay, you should know about this. I'm actually surprised that you don't. I may have just, you I, may I, I, I feel like you do. Maybe you've just forgotten. Lucky bastard. For anybody familiar with Final Fantasy Tactics, there was a time around I want to say 2002. Let me try to pull the game out and double check this. Where uh, we were clamoring to get a sequel or even just a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. And then people started talking about this new strategy game coming out called Hoshigami. And it was going to be the spiritual successor, and it was going to be awesome, and it was going to be so cool. And we were all going to love it. All right, it was December of 2001 that it was coming out, so that's about what I thought. And we all bought it. Everybody that I knew that could afford it bought it. And we played it. And then we fucking stopped playing it because it was one of the worst video games I have ever had the misfortune of touching. The game sucked. It did nothing to pick up the mantle of Final Fantasy Tactics. It's a strategy RPG with some really dumb, boring mechanics and battles. I think I made it through two fights in the game, maybe. And then I just stopped. I played... I paid $60 for this game, and I played it for maybe... $60? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a brand new game, so uh, I still have my copy of it around here too. One of these days, I'm going to make myself play through that game and beat it because I really hate myself. <laughs> I, I'm 
scared that you're not going to come back. <laughs> I might not, and I might be okay with it. Mm. For anybody out there that's a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, look up this game. Don't buy it. Right it. Don't play so it. So what was so bad about it? Uh, everything. The writing wasn't very good. I just love how uh, everything. No, there's nothing good. Music was terrible. There really wasn't anything good. I mean, even IGN gave it like a score of four out of ten. So, wow. Yeah, Is the that's box a, art good. Pretty brutal. Uh, it's, not, it's not bad. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like the, an anime. The art was okay. I'll give you that. Okay. The gameplay sucked. The story wasn't good. I don't remember the music very much. I remember the art being okay. It was. If, if it wasn't. The spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics, or at least what you assumed at the time, would it have no, been well, a No, well, that's game? what they marketed as, I believe. Okay. Well. Would you have hated it as much? Probably. It was not very Jesus. fun. I played that's a few crazy. minutes of it, and I was just like, this isn't even fun at all. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's pretty rough. My number one is all of the... Games and consoles that I had growing up that I basically threw Dude, out. Oh awesome. my god, I thought about this all day. Yeah, that's. Uh... I was thinking about it, like in television. I lost an in television Dreamcast. Like, yeah, yeah, my like every console I had basically ever, just about until like recently, I had so many games. Like especially my fucking like 3DO. Like I would kill to have that right now. But uh. Don't. Yeah, they're lost to the sands of time. Oh, wow, nice reference. I'm so pissed that I didn't like keep my stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty mad at myself about that too. I used to have a disc copy of Suikoden 2. I didn't have the box, but I had the disc. And oh, uh, I had it too. Yeah, I think we've yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. Actually. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jay? What's your what's your so, worst? So, my number one, obviously, you guys know I'm big into MMOs and always have been. Um, is not playing enough MMOs, specifically Eve Online. I don't know if you guys have noticed recently, but this game has been like the talk of the town again. Like, have you guys oh, seen all? Of I it's the, picked okay. up a little bit of steam recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like all the stuff's going on. Like they they had that. Like there was some fight that happened where like these people invested like thousands of real dollars into these ships and they all met at one place one day and just decided to go at it and for like 48 hours the servers were just in gridlock because the game could not couldn't comprehend all these massive ships yeah it was like insane (laughs) it was like reading about i'm like man i this is something that i wish i would have been a part of like you know what i mean like those community things like that because there's a lot of stuff a lot of the MMOs that i have played over the years there's been some pretty cool stuff that people you know say like oh i wish i would have been a part of that so yeah i was that's not one of them, and I really regret it because I feel like this game had more of those moments than pretty much any other MMO. That's, it uh, seems like it, yeah. From what you yeah. hear, yeah, it's just crazy. Eve, I tried playing Eve back around, I want to say like 2006, and oh, yeah? I played for one, maybe two hours, and I was still in the tutorial. And I was yeah, just, so was I. Oh, what? <laughs> Same thing. I'm it's not, Robert, no, Robert, seriously, sit down and try this game. You you don't even laugh. Like, you, you think, like it is a very complex game. I believe, oh, I know. It I is unbelievably it. complex, yeah. Up with what I've heard. Yeah. Damn. Like, you hear about the big, like, battles that go on? Yeah. 
And then there's this, like, huge... Yeah, and it's like... It's like... Tens of thousands of dollars worth of... Real dollars. Like, it's like, what? Like, these people have invested so much time and money. And it's crazy because, like, one person is in charge of this, and all these people have invested time and money into it. It's like, what? You have that much trust in somebody. That's insane. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Cool game. I mean, the concept's great. I'm glad that Eve exists. So do I. I, I, Again, I I can't stress enough. I wish I would have been a part of it. All right. Any other uh, any other things we want to mention or like 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 things things that we were a part of? Terran mail battles, I kind of no. wish I had played a couple a few more MMOs because really the only Same. one I played was Final Fantasy XI, and I remember that's a good one. Yeah, it was pretty good. I remember when uh, World of Warcraft came out, and I was like. Maybe I'll try, like, because that came out, when, uh, like, not too long after Final Fantasy XI came out. Like, I was starting to get a little tired of Final Fantasy XI at this point. World of Warcraft came out. It was getting great reviews, and I was just like, ah, yeah, man, maybe I'll try this. Like, everybody's saying it's so awesome. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm really in the mood for another MMO. And, like, I just never picked it up. I might not have actually liked it, because I'm just not... You would not have... You would not have. I know I'm like, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big MMO person. Oh, you're not a grindy person. You like you're like story-driven things or like, um, I wouldn't say in-depth things, but you, WoW is, is very grindy. And I wish I, I, I would have been. Probably so. I still wish I would have at least. Tried. I think you would have really liked Guild Wars, the original Guild Wars when it came out. I think you would have really enjoyed that game. God, that original, game was very um, story-driven. At and, launch, Guild Wars was okay. Oh, it was great. I played the through the beta. The expansion was really good. Yeah. I think you would have really enjoyed that game, Robert. Like each each uh, as you progress through that game, every um, town is kind of episodic. So you go to a town, like the the spoilers, but uh, the first town you're like there, you're questing, and you can group with anybody that's in town, and you know, hey, I'm on this part of the quest. Oh, me too. Let's go out. It, it, the game's impossible to solo. You have to group with people. There's no fucking question about it. And then you might get to a Guild Wars you One. Could Are you could make me? it through most of <laughs> thing the game. The with, early uh, stuff, maybe. No, right. not not, not, not like after. Pickups later on, uh, and then really? much later on. Yeah, I was just terrible. Through, I'd say like sixty to seventy percent of the game solo if you were really persistent. Um, and then later on in the expansions when they added like customizable followers, because in the original game you have followers that you can add to your group, yeah. and they're just like it's a single class. It's like you can bring a wizard with you, and the wizard tank sucks. a healer. Yeah, yeah. And then later on they made it so that you could recruit uh, a a set of people and they would be like they had very diverse skills and classes you could teach them new things i think you could give them better equipment and all this shit and once they got to that point where you could like customize their abilities and their ai i believe to a degree that's when you could solo 100 percent of the game and i almost did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a cool game and i mean as you progress through robert there's a lot of the whole game is is Skeletor one at least was story driven. Like each each as you go, go through the game, you learn more and more about it, and it was really well done. It was fun. It was different. There wasn't much of an end game, like there were too many other mobas, which made it kind of unique. But or was it uh-huh. most? Yeah, there was only one real end game area. Even where it was, good. it was like you walked into hell or something. I can't remember what it was. called. I think it was the underworld. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you could not you get shit on if you went there without people. Oh no, you huh. could solve it. That was like really. Oh my god. Area. 
time. Yeah, I actually wanted to reroll my character a little bit into the build that could do that. It was a monk something, like monk. Oh yeah, I forgot how diverse uh, the builds were in that game too. Holy shit. Yeah, that, yeah that's why I completely and why I'm so disappointed in Guild Wars 2. Yeah, Guild Wars 2. Guild Wars 2 is very casual. They, what was they, the big difference? Well, Guild Wars 2 is yeah. uh Guild it's Wars a lot 1, harder. <laughs> you have an entire skill bar where you could put any of your abilities that you have. You had like eight, I think, right? Was like yeah, eight. correct. Yeah, you total. had eight, and you could use one elite skill, which was generally a really strong skill with some uh, with some potential weaknesses to it, uh, and that, or like some special stipulations, things like that. Uh, in Guild Wars 2, they really railroad your skills. Uh, three of your skills are automatically decided by whatever weapon you have equipped. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then your next two abilities are like stance abilities or something like that. No, no, it's it's your offhand. It's determined by your offhand. Okay. Your, is, yeah. is it? Yeah. Five of your abilities. Five of your abilities are predetermined based on your weapons. Yes, I, it's I'm something sure it's like that. Four. It might be four. I know. I know. It's it's okay. like yeah. It's a lot of them. God, that's so crazy. That's so rough. Yeah. They simplified the shit out of the game is yeah. what they did. And then your other four abilities are your other three or four. I think it's got to be four other abilities. I think abilities. it's four as well, yeah. Yeah. You get, like, two of them are stance abilities or something, or one of them's a stance ability. One's a healing-type signet. Yeah, healing. yeah, you're tied to one, one signet. One defensive ability. Like, and yeah. one defensive, something like that. It's really yeah. frustrating. It's really cookie-cutter. What was great about Guild Wars 1 was all of the variety you could do with your builds. Like, you could just throw any of your eight abilities you wanted on there and just create this crazy, unique build. The only um, limitation you had was based on your class, because you could be like a yeah. hunter monk, so you could pull hunter abilities and then monk abilities, and you know, kind of go back and forth. And it made it really cool because you could try anything, and yeah. there were a shit ton of abilities too. Oh my god, there were so many abilities! It was awesome. I remember trying to buy them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Going yeah. ability hunting for to get the elites that you needed for the build and all that stuff was actually kind of cool once you got to the point where you could pull that kind of stuff off. It was probably also really fun if you played during a time where it had a really big community and you played with oh, friends yeah. like, at a party and stuff, but I never really had that. My friends and I played it early on, and they all ended up dropping it, and so I dropped it too until uh, uh, December like 2009, maybe? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it was around December 2009. And then that 2009 or 2010, like right before Guild Wars 2 came out, and I played. Yeah, it was the year before Guild Wars 2 came out because playing Guild I Wars was so was excited. Like get like all of these of uh, the Hall of Rights, I think it was called, and it was going to let you inherit all these new things from your old Guild Wars account into Guild Wars 2. And I was like, I want to get a lot of that stuff. So I put in a ton of hours farming, farming up all these skills, trying to get all these achievements and things. And then I played Guild Wars 2 for maybe 20 hours. I, I played a decent amount of it, especially when it first came out, but it was not It was not the same game. It was good. Guild Wars 2 is not a bad game. It's just not as good as Guild Wars 1. Yeah, it's an okay game. It just very, does, very it casual. way it's went from Guild Wars 1 for me. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like I, I played it, it a little bit. They could call it something else. And, yeah, you played with me, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Going on to emails... We got, uh, before the actual emails, a couple tweets we got from, uh, from Jeffrey. He writes in nice. time to time. He, uh, he tweeted his top three achievements, which was our last, uh, top three. Number three, beat Contra without the Konami code when I was 10. Damn. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. pretty good. <laughs> two beat Metroid in two days without walkthrough when I was 20. Dude. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, also. dude, that, that game is really well, Now, all right, to be guys. fair, when he says two days, he means he plays he played for 48 hours straight. So that's not fair. That's not that cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then number <laughs> And then number one is pretty badass. So by coincidence, this is a Mar- this is related to Mario Tennis, which uh, I had played on the on the last for the same episode. Oh, well, actually, I guess well, I played the Game Boy Color Mario uh, Tennis, and this is for Mar- uh, for Nintendo sixty four. But anyway, he got top fifty in a national Mario Tennis competition. Damn! Wow. And. As a prize for that, they sent him a badass Mario Tennis sweatshirt. Dude, he's got to send a picture. I want to see it. Are you Here, kidding me? On, me? Tell me he sent a picture. Yeah. Okay. No, he did. He did. Let me uh, – hold on a second. Let me pull it up. Put out, Robert. What? Twitter.com slash classgamescast is where I'm going to find uh, this picture. Mm. What a subtle plug. Yeah, uh, seriously. Go on, Robert. Uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Should I send it to you? Yeah. Go check it out. Make sure you click on it again to see the full thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, that is so, like, 90s. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not yeah. even a 90s game. That's what's funny. Yeah, it is super 90s. It's just like a kind of like light gray sweatshirt with Mario in the middle hitting a tennis ball that says Mario Tennis. And it says, meet the Grand Slam Master. Awesome. That is awesome. He said, uh, so this was for the Nintendo 64 <laughs> version. He said for the competition, it was a mini game with rings that gave you a code to submit your score online. Huh. And for the top. I didn't know they ever did shit like this. I'm, I kind of, this is my regret now, not knowing shit like this happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty badass. That's, that's a good one. That's, that beats all of ours, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so for e- real emails, we got two. I'll start off with uh, with Tommy's. Tommy, he joined us. He he won the yeah. competition a while back and joined us on an episode a few episodes back. He says, "Hey guys, this is Tommy. Thanks again for having me on the podcast. I had a great time recording. Uh, I don't really have much else to contribute at the moment as I haven't had much time to do classic gaming lately. I think you guys should do some sort of gaming on stream somewhere at some point. I think it would be awesome to see Rob and Jay throw down on Brood War or something. <laughs> Robert, you want to get shit on? Dude, people Dude, oh my God. People talk to me about that game all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at Brood War. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, the 1v1. And they go, you. they're always like, yeah, they're always like, oh, yeah, I'll 1v1 you anytime. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I was like, you don't know who I am, so this is perfect. I will shit all over you. And then you're like, man, if you think I'm good, you should see my friend Robert. Yeah. Or Lucas. Spling Stalkers. Uh, Sorry, Dragoons. This would be a really fun idea. I don't know if we have like the willpower to actually make it happen. I'd be down, but I mean that's just me. What line? Take what, long. Right, It'd be a short game. I'd kill you. And when I get my when I get my new webcam in the mail in a few days, and we'll talk about that. Zergrush, kiki, 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 kiki. Maybe we'll Zergrush is so easy to avoid. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> well, you're talking about beating him in like five minutes, so I figured that's what you're probably gonna do. I'll just talk that's to him, make chance. him leave. He I'll literally make him leave. Five minutes in, you're like, "All right, all my carriers are online. Be right there." 
Like Age of Empires two Mustangs will just roll into your base. <laughs> Shit pisses me off so bad. I thought about whether I should like maybe start streaming some games that are play, uh, like for the podcast. But I don't know if it would be. I don't know if that in like I think it would be fun to watch something like this where it's like you know a couple of us playing something against each other. Like that would be entertaining. I think to watch. Uh, I also thought about it in the past, like maybe I, maybe it would be you know neat idea just for the podcast, maybe to stream games that I'm playing for the podcast. But I don't know if that would be really fun because like when I play single player games, I don't know if I'm really I don't think I'm not good at doing two things at once. So I don't think I'd be great at like being like yeah like talking to the people listening and that kind of stuff like while I'm trying to concentrate at the game at the same time. Yeah, no. Especially you. But I think like a like a multiplayer thing like this if we're like talking shit because I'm kicking your ass so bad like that would be fun. Oh my! See, you're just running your mouth now, and see, this is sort it's gonna get bad for you. I haven't. You've never beat me in Brood War, ever. Wow. I, I won't. It's not gonna take much. Have you guys even played Brood War? I played, yeah, what? Yeah. Not yeah, not as in individuals, but against each other. Oh, no. Yeah, I killed him. Hey. Destroyed oh, him. What? Then, of, dude, then of course you haven't beat him. Are you serious? What? I killed you, dude. You what are you killed? talking about? No. What, masked, what was this? You masked scouts against hydralisks, and I just stomped you. When was this? Was this I actually was playing? Like, this was like four years ago when we both were still writing for EG. We were like one night. We were like, dude, let's play. Let's play Brood War. I don't believe this. I think you're making this up entirely. Do you have any proof, I've, dude? Do you have any proof? I don't blame you. I would have blocked it from my memory as well. I highly ugly. doubt this. Is it was a thing. ugly. I don't know, Roberto. All right. We've talked about this like a hundred times on the podcast, and this is the first time that you've ever said, "What? Did this actually happen?" Like, do, do you feel like this could happen? I don't remember ever hearing about this specific thing on the podcast. Even I think we talked about this on the last one. No, I would remember that. Anyway, I promise it happened. We got right, another well, email. We got an email from uh, from Chase, who uh, I don't believe has written in before. He says, uh, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah," because he says he's a new fan. Hey, Robert J and Blake. Fair warning here: this email is long. So we like him. So what's this episode? <laughs> my name is my name is Chase and I and I very quickly became a fan of your show after doing a search for retro gaming podcasts and finding yours. Nice. I want to let you guys know that I'm really digging the podcast and enjoy the content you deliver every, every episode. Thanks, Chase. Uh I work I work nights cleaning a job. I cleaning work a, a job. Nights, I work a nights cleaning job. There we go. He's a knight? K N I H C H C that's impressive. Get me in on some of that action. I work you sir, night- dirty. <laughs> Let me shine your armor, sir. Oh, God, I gotta send you the funniest fucking thing ever. Have you guys heard of this game, Chivalry? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Robert, you'll fucking love this. Hold on. Oh, where is it? This is- Shit. All right, keep talking. I'll come back. Oh, yeah, Chivalry. All right. Can I read Chase's email now? No, yeah. here, I found it. Sure. You gotta tweet this, too. Oh, you already found it? Yeah. So this game's chivalry. I, I've never played it. I, I just heard about it for the first time. But look yeah, at this, Robert. Off. Yeah, thanks, Chief. Look at the guy who's running around. <laughs> Was that a glitch? Was that a glitch or is this like a mod? Oh, that's, that's apparently, it's apparently supposed to happen, according to my friend. I've never, I've never played it. My friend was just like, yeah, this guy was running around shit-kicking people without a fucking arms and a head. Did you see the title of the GIF? Did you see the title of the GIF? 
Oh, you can't see it on here. It says, tis but a scratch. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the first thing <laughs> yeah, I thought of. Really like, thought of. Right, so funny. All right, anyways. All right, back you can't even bite your kneecaps off. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I work a night's cleaning job at my local university where I clean the lecture halls, and one of my favorite things to do is put on podcasts over the classroom sound systems while I work. That's pretty cool. That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> If I want to laugh or get some down-to-earth opinions on old games, I listen to you guys. Sir, I have been called a lot of things in my life, but down-to-earth has never been one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, I've seen Robert do some crazy shit, and I've done that. I don't, know. I don't know about that part, but I appreciate the compliment. Some of my favorite moments from your show are anytime we're <laughs> Oh yeah, I was laughing really hard at this. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is the one part of this email that I actually happened to read before beforehand. Some of my favorite moments from your show are anytime Robert gets Jay upset enough that he goes off either on a tangent about the create about the creative ways he plans to kill himself because of Robert, or anytime Metal Gear Solid comes up. <laughs> I feel like every that's like everybody's favorite thing now is just you bringing up Metal Gear Solid to piss me off. Like we've heard that so many times now. But specifically, I like how each of you have such a varied have such varied interests, and in that even when there is overlap in content, cough, cough, Jay talking and about the same game more yeah, than once, there is always <laughs> there is always a new and interesting perspective on them. I know you guys sometimes get on each other's cases about how unprofessional some of your cast can be, <laughs> but that is totally part of the charm of this show. Uh, it is refreshing. It's refreshing sitting down and just listening to a bunch of friends talk about the games they love or love to hate. Uh, and I am glad whoa, that... Whoa, 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 whoa. Friends? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strong. Yeah, friends, left-headed, what is... I don't even know if he's really listening. Well, 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 let's just go ahead for a second. When was the last time the three of us were in the same room in real life? Never. Literally. That's never happened. That, I thought... We've never been to the same events together? No, I've never I've made met any both of you. events you got. No, you haven't. Yeah. Yes, I have. I met you at BlizzCon. Is it BlizzCon? I've, never I've been met you at BlizzCon. BlizzCon. <laughs> When did I? No, 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 no. I've met you on an event with Antonio. You know what? All of a sudden, Robert, I believe you did beat him in Brood War. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I know we've met because I met you with Antonio. No. You've met Antonio? Yes, once. Well, t- When did I meet you? Jay's like, I had to have met you, I swear. This guy that I was talking to and calling him Blake all night. No, no, why I'm saying this because, I mean, obviously, I've been to a lot of events, so I, I don't remember specifically which one. I assumed it was BlizzCon, but I know I've met you in person. No, I've only met um, – the one time I met Antonio back when I was working with EG was when uh, – which was – I think it was PAX Prime 2014. West? Is that West? I don't know which one. Prime Seattle. Is. Yeah. Seattle. So I've been, I went to PAX 2014. I know we've met. There's no way. I haven't met, man. Jeez. I've known you for like five years. You really I know. Okay, now I'm sad. Just never go to the That's same. That's actually true. I mean, we may have gone to the same event. Man, now I'm sad. Probably you. I've met Robert a lot. <laughs> You've never met Robert? No. Wow. We haven't ever been to the same thing. Yeah. Should probably change that at some point. Right. Probably should. Where do you guys want to go? Uh, <laughs> let's go to. I don't know. What do you want to go to? Let's 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 do uh let's do uh packs. Let's do packs. I would be down for that. I'd be down for PAX. I'm probably going to go to BlizzCon here, to be honest. I'm going to try to figure out a PAX to go to at some point, finally. I, I like Seattle. Seattle's really fun. 
I just want to find one that I can go to. Like, I find out that the tickets are on sale before they're sold out. Oh, like yeah. Anyway, back to Charlie, or Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're done. We're done. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> it's, re- it's refreshing about a lot of the f- uh, games, they, listening to friends talk about the games they love or love to hate. And I am glad that the three of you have found an outlet like this podcast that you are also happy to share with the world. As for me, what? No, I'm just saying you. As for me, I'm in my early 30s, getting closer to mid-30s with every year, and I'm deep into revisiting games that I grew up with, just like me. I love the SNES and have explored a large number of ways to play that system to its fullest, including getting access to fan subs of games that never came over to North America. Uh, by fan subs, he means a fan uh, Hey, yeah. dude, Seiken Densetsu 3, check it out. Highly recommend. There you go. Uh, that never came to North America, and ROMs of games from Japan that, do, that don't need subs. My favorite way to play these to, to play these days is on a Retro Duo Portable 2.0, which I have linked below. Let me see here. I'll I, don't know. I still can't believe we've never been in the same room. I'm sorry, I'm just still stuck <laughs> on that. That's crazy. I mean, I've hung out with Robert multiple times. <clears throat> Um, I think I've seen those around. Those look pretty cool. Oh, wow. The benefits of this device is it is portable, so you can take it places. It has adapters. NES comes with the device. I guess he means I think he means NES adapters. Yeah. Device, I guess. So you can play NES games on it, too, or Sega Genesis games if you buy that adapter separately. It has cables to hook up to your TV, not HDMI, though. If you want to play on a bigger screen, That's it's just cool. a bit. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's just a bit finicky about cartridge placement, and don't touch the cart uh, while playing, or you could reset or disrupt. Oh your my god, that is like so old school. That yeah, that alone is retro. You got to pull the <laughs> yeah. cartridge before you put it in. Man, so uh, <laughs> so precise. Yeah, so this little this retro duo two point portable for people who are listening is like it's like a. I don't know if I've ever seen one. It's like a handheld thing where you put the cart directly into the, like, handheld device. And as he says, you can hook it up to your TV as well. Um, where'd I go? Being so small, though, if you have to travel a lot, it is great to be able to just hook this up to any TV you come across. It all, it looks pretty, it does look pretty convenient. It also has controller adapters so you can set up two player games as well using the old SNES controller hardware. That's pretty cool. With my portable SNES, I usually also bring along my SD2 SNES, which is a flashcard cartridge that I have every single SNES slash Super Famicom game on. Pretty sick piece of hardware, and though the price point is a bit high, compared to actually buying some of the old hard-to-find and now ridiculously overpriced games for SNES, it is well worth the cost. Here's a link to the ever... Here's a link, huh? only gonna get worse too yeah it's, it's probably yeah it's just gonna get worse here's a here's the sd2 snes uh it's basically a it's just a cartridge and apparently it has every damn snes and famicom super famicom game on it that's pretty intense insane um i hadn't heard of this one either had you guys no actually no I, it says maybe, but I don't 
remember it at all if I have. That's crazy. This cartridge takes a bit of work to get functional. You need to make sure the SD card you are using has the right documents on it for the menu to boot up. But otherwise, you can just put folders of your favorite games on it from your computer by hunting down the game ROMs and putting them on a compatible SD card, which you just pop in the top of the cart. Okay, so this doesn't come with the stuff. you got to buy this and then put the ROMs on it. and then you Okay. Can, you uh, can do that with okay. it or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like you, those um, – the SD – yeah, that kind of SD ones you can do with the Nintendo uh, mobile devices as well. You can do the same yeah. thing. Okay. They have like 40 – well, they have like 40 gigs on them or something crazy, Blake. Have you seen those? Yeah, like it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. Same concept. That is cool. Yeah. This might all seem like a lot of work when you could just play a ROM on the computer, but I found That's the mixture of the small portable retro duo and the amazing storage and capabilities of the SD2 SNES together means I have access to any game from any region, plus homebrews and ROM hacks, and I can take it to a friend's place and just set things up easily and quickly. That is actually I'm a sucker. Cool. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty awesome setup. Like, I don't really play ROMs and stuff like that, but, uh, but, like. That is I'm, the one downside to it, is they're not, and like playing, I don't know, I, I do a lot of ROMs. Playing them on phones yeah. is pretty shitty, cause touchscreens, oh, yeah. oh my god, touchscreens are so brutal for games like that. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I fucking hate touchscreen. Uh, shitty technology. I'm a sucker, yeah, so this looks pretty awesome. I am a sucker for playing on the original hardware on a TV, so being able to play any SNES game plus NES and Sega Genesis games with the original controllers just does it for me. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Sorry that turned into a bit of a commercial, uh, a bit of a commercial <laughs> but I love to play old games, and some folk just don't realize what kind of options are really out there for you. Hey, Retro could gaming, you make sure that you uh, tweet those two things out? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, retro gaming has never been easier. If you know where to look... But for gamers who only know how to buy game cartridges, the hobby is only to get is only going to get harder and far more expensive as prices skyrocket due to collector demand. And that's why I noticed Realize, as well, kind of talking about ROMs, is like people who don't know how to do it. We've talked about this before. People don't know how to set up ROMs, emulators, all that kind of shit. This is the kind of stuff that's really useful to them. Yeah, 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 because you can just have the console still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize now this might all make me seem a bit shady <laughs> as I push ROM use instead of virtual console buying, but honestly, there are some games that will never touch a console again or get greenlit for our region for release. I don't know. How do you guys feel about the ethics of ROM use? You already know where I'm at. <laughs> I know where you're at. I don't need to say with it. I don't like, give a fuck. I think I know where you're at, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Because, I mean, like, okay, let's take a company that made a game from 1995. Uh, let's say Squaresoft. Do you think any of the people that made something like Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy IV, Chrono Trigger, any of that shit are still there today, really? Most often not. And even it, so, like, let's say that I go out and I buy a cartridge of Chrono Trigger off of eBay. That's going to run me about 100 bucks. I feel like. Uh, does any of that money go to support the, be- the developers at all? No. Nope. It's a resale. <laughs> yeah, it's a resale. Why should I feel bad that I'm not supporting the developers by buying by not buying that game? Even if I buy that game, it's not supporting them. I don't care that this other person has a really rare cartridge. It, who, who cares? Good for them. If I were a collector, yeah, obviously I'm going to want it then. But for just the sake of playing it, it's it's a waste of money 
I feel the, like. the only ethics that I think come into it is, and this again doesn't apply to me because I still don't give a shit. But if you're downloading a game and playing it on a, on an emulator that is available on something like GOG or Steam, um, that is the time that I think a lot of people get a little more concerned about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think so. I think I agree with 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 you guys on on both of those counts. Uh, there, I mean, yeah, like Blake said, what are the original developers getting out of this? Nothing. And so the other thing, and, and, you know, if it's something that's available on GOG or something like that, I think that's a little bit, you're, you're getting a little bit into the darker of the gray area. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, those, those developers ported it. So it's kind of like, you know, exactly. And so, yeah. but, and the other thing is like another big important part of ROMs is like the preservation of the games just to like, make sure we have these around and available you know, like for you know, yeah. Like, so they don't just disappear forever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that being really said, I don't. Roms. Oh my god, it was scary. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, that being said, I don't play ROMs. I like to. This is kind of like a personal thing. I like to have the cartridges, just like purely for nostalgia's sake, and because I like having the boxes, because I like the way the boxes look, and I like being able to like. Pull out the instruction manual and flip through that and see like what kind of all the all, you know what, what kind of stuff I can appreciate that. Had. Yeah, but it's not because it is not an it's not an it's not ethics is not my reasoning behind that. That's just yeah. I like to like have. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I'm a big fan of that as well. Like I even actually thought about that today when I was uh, I was putting away my Super Mario Maker box and it has like this huge book in there and it just made yeah, me yeah. have this flashback to all those times growing up when I was like. I really just want to open something up and just enjoy that feel. Like I want that drive home from the store where I'm opening the box on the way home in the car and I'm flipping through the instruction booklet, trying to learn everything I can about the game, reading up on the story, the characters, whatever, before I get back home. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of where I come from. Like the boxes too. Like I've got the boxes up on my shelves. I can look over at the box art and all that stuff. I think they look cool. So that's, that's, that's why I do that, but yeah, it's purely just kind of a nostalgia thing, and and it's it's a aesthetic thing. It's it's for, the reasons are aesthetic rather than ethical. Kinesthetic, I think you mean, because aesthetic is just looks, it's just visual. Unless well, that's, what, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Kinesthetic is touching it, like the having it there to touch. I believe. Well, I mean aesthetic. Okay. You guys are. You said ass. You guys are just done. You guys are done. Anyway, that's where I'm at for hardware and software. I'm really liking the direction your podcast is going and look forward to everything you end up doing this year. As long as you keep recording, I'll keep listening. I've got lots of things, I've got lots of things I'd like to ask or games I'd like to suggest, but this email has already gone pretty long, so maybe another time. Cheers, guys. Chase. Bye, Chase. I know you're not actually here. That was an awesome email. Thanks, Chase. And, uh, yeah, sure. Definitely follow up. Let us know whatever you want to ask. Ask us whatever you want to ask us. We're, we're open books, aren't we? Within reason. No, 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 within reason. No, you can, no, ask us anything. Ask you anything. We guarantee we'll get, we will give you. You, you will get. We're not playing this game, Robert. Especially, (laughs) no, this is going to be good. No. Uh, And uh, Robert, don't get in trouble again. When this is done. Okay. Maybe send me a reminder as soon as, because I'll write 35 seconds. Um, yeah, send us, send, 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 tell us what you want to ask us. 
I was thinking about like uh, game suggestions. <laughs> Tell us I, what you want to ask us. Do you realize how stupid <laughs> that is to say? <laughs> God damn it, Robert. Don't ask us. Just tell us what you want to ask us. I re- <laughs> God damn it, Robert. Stop. <laughs> Can't handle this right now. Oh, I don't. Boy. I realize that I haven't been good about, uh, fought like if someone requests that we play a game, I haven't really been good about being like, okay, I'll take that on. Oh, I'm way worse. Are you? Yeah, well, Jay's I, I... actually. Huh? Jay's played well, one or two. I was I don't say, know. I'm, I'm, don't, don't put me as like the fucking poster child for this thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'll play that game! Never well, plays that game. Compared to us. You've played one, didn't you? Two, I think, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So my, so we used to say, like, yeah, send in your requests for games. We'll play them. Like, and we're assholes. Really work out. <laughs> yeah, we're total assholes yeah. about it. So feel free to suggest a game for us to play. There you go. Yeah. And feel free to tell us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah, yeah please, and especially Blake. Oh yeah. Maybe if you really like that, think, you? I'd say if you can give us a really good, compelling reason, then like that'll make us say, "Oh, this game sounds awesome. I gotta play this." Like that's the best way to get us to play a game. Probably. I'll, I'll be honest. When Blake talks about his games, he sells it to me more than anybody has ever sold old games. To really? Me. <laughs> yeah. There's so many times when Blake's talking about a game, I was like, "Man, that sounds great," and I'll like write it down. I'll go read about it later. I'm like, "Damn, it's <laughs> so funny." So why don't you want to play the games that I talk about? Because you fucking ruin it. <laughs> you fucking ruin it. You're like, oh, this game, this game's great. And here's a million and a half reasons why. <laughs> By the end of it, I'm like, I already played the game, just fucking listening to you. <laughs> and also, I realized that, like, I've already got the next, like, four or five games. Yeah, same. That's usually where I'm at. Well, and yeah, and for me, a lot of, especially right now, a lot of what I'm doing is just stuff on the pod, or stuff on my stream, <laughs> which yeah, is all yeah. RPG or stuff, and it's like, I have ideas and plans set out for that already. That makes sense as well, yeah. Yeah, you've got that. I've got, uh, I'm in the middle of playing like three games right now, and- I don't care how you do that. I can't do that. Yeah, well, one of them is, I'm really only playing two actively. One of them's been on hold for a long time. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a Super Nintendo game and a handheld game. So that's kind of how they're split up. So I play like the handheld when I don't have, when I'm not by the Super Nintendo. So I'm like in the middle of those two and I know like I've gotten the, uh, like my next one lined up that I really want to play after I'm done with those. And now Day of the Tentacle is about to come out. So I'm going to like play that as soon as it comes out. And then I already know like the next game I want to play out when I'm done with all these that I've been wanting to get to for a long time. So like, yeah. It's going to be a while before I get to anything that's not already pre-planned. Makes sense. But on the bright side, if he just happens to suggest one of the games that I'm already playing, then I can pretend that I dropped everything and just played that game for our fans. I hate you. I hate you. That's the email from Chase. Thanks, Chase. Yeah, that's good. Nice email. Thank you very much. That was really nice. And what's next? What we got next? Oh, all we have next is the uh, uh, current gaming subcast. Or or we got to also figure well, out what our next top three is going to be. How do you feel about the top three that I linked in chat earlier? Because I, I was thinking about that like in terms of like I gotta read timing. Them. Well, if you just want to cut it out, essentially the idea is it being Easter, we could do something to do with Easter eggs within classic games, like top three is Easter, Easter eggs. Easter? Uh, I think it's next weekend? Is it soon? I don't fucking know. When is Easter? March 27th. Today is okay. March 12th. Okay, so that'll be... Just in time. March 27th yeah. is a... 
We could do Sunday. so. Your idea is top three Easter eggs of games. I don't Some, something know. like that. It doesn't have to be specifically that, but just right. You know, kind of. We could have done something for Valentine's Day. Actually, Lisa was the one who gave me this idea, but you know, just with holidays, why not kind of line them up with themes? We well, Maybe. we did that for a while. Because and I fuck think the, you, that's why. We okay, if you don't want to do it, fuck for you. A lot of holidays, <laughs> but then like we didn't want to keep repeating it. But uh, we could do Easter eggs, but I didn't. I don't know if I would have a good list for that. What about you guys? If y'all I would think Metal Gear Solid would come up on there. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I, I was just, you know, just an idea. Unless you had something better. If you have something better, by all means. We've got our list still. What is our list? Oh, it's pretty big, isn't it? It's like five or ten. I items. mean, I don't mind the Easter egg thing. I think I'd have to Google search it, though, to find some. Yeah, same here. Um, The other ones are... I'll just go a few, through a few of these... Uh, we got best, where am I? Game worlds you, game worlds you'd like to live in, things you want to, uh, game characters to name your kid after, three memorable, this was a, a suggestion from someone, top three memorable licensed add-ons, like a, like the Power Glove, Game Genie, things like that. I kind of like the first one, actually. Living in another world. That could create some good discussion. We yeah, that's we could do that. Uh, define we could go back to one of our like defining games for X genre, genre best art design and this or that type of game. What do you um, think? Like, you think the fantasy worlds would create good topic? I think I'll, I'll pretty much roll with whatever. I think that works. I'm down. Which one you want to do? I like the first one. Best. Okay, so game worlds that you would like to live in. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll put this in the chat so we don't forget. All right, so our next top three is going to be game worlds you'd like to live in. Oh, wow, what a shocker. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. How about, let's say you so can't pick bitch. Star Wars. I would that's an obvious one. And that I, mean, that. You would, I would not have picked that. Why wouldn't you that's, pick Star Wars? I like Star Wars, but I don't love Star Wars, right? Well, I'm talking about the world, not the movies. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I mean, okay, lightsabers are cool, but you know, I'm good. You're good. Good, I'll pass. Good. Good. One time, Blake. One time, Jay told me that he would rather be a uh, Hogwarts wizard than a Jedi. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Still with today. Jedi's are cool, but I just don't see them being. I don't see them as that cool. You got to realize, Robert, you grew up with the original Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I grew up with? Episodes one, two, and three. You realize that? Are you like twelve? Yeah. What? Um, no, you didn't. Shut up. <laughs> what dude, when did those about? movies come out? When did those movies come out? I saw those in theater. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Okay. All of us did. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, I didn't see the original ones in theater. I watched them on. None of us did. We I don't. Yeah. Neither. Neither oh, did I. you weren't around for the original? No. I, I always forget how old you are. <laughs> Star Wars one came out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Star sorry, Wars Robert. one was like seventy-eight or seventy-nine. No, you mean... No, well, 70, 77. Okay. Sorry. Well, I'm talking about... I grew four. up with... Yeah, okay, I'm talking about episode one. Yeah, episode <laughs> one was 99? 99. I just Googled it. <gasps> yeah, oh, shit, uh... Man. You're... Some sort of freak. Some sort of freak! I like Star Wars. This is my favorite thing of all time. Well, something's wrong with you. 
You want to talk about? You want to do this current gaming subcast? I don't know if you want to anymore. I don't. I don't even think you want to be in the same call with me anymore, Robert. You're pretty upset right now. I just gotta pretend you're not here. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was coughing. What'd you say? Nothing. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Uh, current gaming subcast. Oh, what have y'all been playing? You guys. Um, I don't know. I don't think I could tell you. It's too I... offensive. Really? What? <laughs> yeah, I've been playing all those hentai games finally. Oh, have you? Oh, I no, dude. no. Um, I hadn't. I don't know. I've been doing. Uh, I think I talked about Dragon's Dogma last time, probably. Or has it been that long? Mm, I don't think so. Well, all right. I played and beat Dragon's Dogma on stream. That was pretty cool. It was. It was right. not bad. It's. Uh. It. Imagine Monster Hunter, but set in. More of a medieval setting instead of the over-the-top anime-ish kind of Monster Hunter setting that we get. When did that come out? Um, the PC release was this year in January, okay. and the original release was back in 2011, maybe? Around okay. then. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, what else? I played uh, Black Desert Online, which is... Oh, yeah, what you think? It's not bad, but it didn't hook me at all. Yeah, it's it, that's what everybody's been saying. The graphics are fucking nuts. And, yeah. Black Desert? I don't have any it's new, it's new MMO. The graphics are, like, top line. Like, they're just incredible. But It looks really like good. It's sort of that... They do some weird tricks with some of the stuff to make the graphics look better than they really are. Like, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> the what hair. do you think of the combat style? I've heard I really like it. Stuff. I like the idea of the, like, almost fighting game-esque inputs. Yeah. But it, the game just didn't hook me yet, and so I haven't played it. I, Spoilers, my, actually, the end, there's not much end game to it. So. Is there? Eh, whatever. No. I'm not going to reach that anytime soon anyway. I got a seven-day trial from a friend of mine, and by now I'm sure it's done. <laughs> I should yeah, just no. uninstall it. It was. It's not a bad game. It just didn't do anything to grab me personally. Yep. If you're a fan of MMOs, Cough Cough J, uh, you might want to check it out. It's pretty all right. Okay. Yeah, I I've, uh, and then, like, I don't know. Uh, I started playing Tales of Magi all again a little bit. And I tried I've playing that the other day. <laughs> I tried playing uh, that, and I was like, oh, I can't. It's not grabbing me. I've gotten back into Super Mario Maker every once in a while. Oh, man. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's about it. I'm trying to think. Oh! I got my 3DS back. From Japan. Oh, shit. Because I sent it off to get the capture card installed on it. And a few days ago, well, I guess it was almost a week now, I got it back. And so I've been playing a bunch of stuff on that. Uh, I experimented with Etrian Odyssey 4 a bit to test out uh, how I feel about streaming that. For anybody that doesn't know, Etrian Odyssey 4 is kind of like... Uh, it's, in, it's a new age first-person RPG. Sort of like uh, Eye of the Beholder... Or the old Wizardry games, which had very big markets in Japan. Wizardry was huge in Japan, actually. And so they took some influences. They were influenced by that. And uh, this is one of the games that was made in that same kind of vein. And I can't wait to have an excuse to play that. Etrian Odyssey 5 got announced about a week ago. And that should be coming to the States about this time next year, I think. And before that comes out, I want to play Etrian Odyssey 4 on stream. Uh, and then there is, what else have I been playing? Uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, which came out in January of this year as well. 
And it is, funny enough, once again, a game that is essentially Monster Hunter, except this time it has a Final Fantasy skin on it. So I've been running around fighting Ifrit and Shiva and Rama and all those guys, and it's a pretty cool little game. I love how you're like, haven't really been playing much. Can't think of anything, yeah. and then there's 45 like, games. And then there's like four more I'm games. I'm like, oh, yeah, much. I'm literally not playing much. <laughs> well, it's just that I don't remember a lot of it. I'm like... <laughs> All the all the gaming that I think about usually is the stuff that I do on stream. So when I when I'm doing the other stuff, I'm just like, ah, who cares about that? It's not worth remembering. I've gone back to um, very sorry, Jay. Uh, Dropsy, Dropsy the Clown. It's yeah. a really good game. It's actually it's actually like impressive how good it is. It's uh so this is like this is a retro style point and click game that came out uh, mid to late last year. And you play as this. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet. If you're not familiar, I feel with like it, you have. It may have been the one where Jay had to leave really early. Probably because oh. I was talking about this game. <laughs> you play as this like clown who he's like really creepy, and he's just like this big fat like sweaty clown. But he's not like he looks creepy, but really he's like super innocent and nice, and he's going around trying to, like, make everybody happy. So you'll come across, like, characters and they're sad about something and you're trying to figure out, like, what you, what you can do to make them happy and, like, you're trying to, like, give them hugs and stuff like that. The, <laughs> I brought the special edition of the game and it's they called the... Uh, it's Dropsy the Clown, uh, the Warm Damp Hug Edition. <laughs> and... <All right. laughs> it's uh It's actually, like... The visuals are, it's like a really colorful game. It looks really good. The music is what surprised me the most. Like, the music is genuinely great. Like, it, it should have had at least a nomination for best soundtrack last year because the music is like really touching. It's really good. In some places, it's just like straight up really awesome. And like, also, the game is surprisingly can be surprisingly sad at points. Like there, like it has some of the like saddest parts that I've ever played in a, in a game before. So, uh, it's even though it's like really overall, it's just like, like goofy and weird and kind of like crazy. Like it's got these few moments where you're like, damn, holy shit, that's pretty sad. What's going on right now. So I haven't beaten it yet, but it's, uh, but I played it like for a while, a while back. I played it for a while and I really liked it, but then I got caught up with other stuff and I've kind of gone back to it recently. And it's just a really, really good game. I recommend it. If it's it's like really retro style point and click adventure game. If you're into that and you're kind of you've got I hate the those kind of games. One of these, <laughs> you probably do. Go and go and check out Dropsy the Clown. Well, you might want to wait and play Day of the, Day of the Tentacle first when it comes out on the 22nd, and then go 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 play Dropsy the Clown. Warm damp hug edition. Come it. Soundtrack. And he doesn't have hands either. His arms are just like these sleeves that, that end at the end of his arms, and then his sleeves are just like have rounded ends at the end. Are you looking for something here, Robert? I'm not sure. What well, you're... I'm, just, I'm waiting for somebody to pick up the slack. Listen. We're not going there. All right. What you? What do you... Uh, how about you, Jay? Anything? Yeah, I know you've been playing something. Nah. I don't play video games anymore. 
What I've been doing a lot. I've just been sick. Honestly, I've just been sick and working a lot. It's just really unfortunate. It is. As you can tell. Yeah, because I've been sneezing the entire. You've been see, dude. You've been sneezing for like three hours straight. I know. It's been like this for like last week and a half. That's crazy. It's pretty rough. Yeah, no, I really haven't been doing much. I slept a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, Blake, what do you play? You said you're playing Secret of. Wait, no, you're done with. No, you're playing Second and Sister Three right now, right? Yes. Almost done Twitch. with that. Twitch.tv/slash/nightmarecast. <laughs> uh, I've only played one day of it so far, and I'm not that far into it. I feel like I've got another probably three streams of it. So uh, oh, okay. Monday, no, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What's after that? Uh, after that is Secret of Evermore, which we have heard about a few times on this podcast already. Okay. Yeah, I have heard about no, that. That's okay. <laughs> hey, make it again. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jay, anything else? Any any final words before we before we move on? Before we head on and give this Man-a. Man-a. give this one the wrap. I'm good. Uh, pickles and mayonnaise. Oh, that's oh man, dude. That's not fair now that I've actually tried. You got him good. All. You got him good. Good on Blake. I love you. That actually makes my stomach Fuck feel crazy right now. Yeah, don't try. Yeah, if pickles and mayonnaise sounds good to you, go for it. If it doesn't sound good to you, you're probably in the exact same boat as me. Remember, everybody, we are trained sick. professionals. Don't try this at home. Try this at home. <laughs> if you got any other food ideas that you want me to try, I might try it out. Send, send us in your food suggestions, and I'll think about giving it a shot. Otherwise. If you want to send us an email about something else, you can do that too. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Follow us at ClassicGamesCast on Twitter. Am I leaving anything out? Yo mama. Oh. All right. I think I that's it. We'll be back, hopefully, actually in two weeks this time. Yeah, we should be. <laughs> should be. Hopefully, actually. We'll see you guys then. Huzzah. Good app. Good app. I'll never say that again, please.